Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 165. Neil, it's almost like we're starting over from scratch, isn't it? It is. What was what was with your intro there? It was different than usual. Hi, everybody. Yeah, see, Sorry. that was disturbing. It's, you sounded very professional, and maybe that's because we have some professional news, right? I guess. Well, that's kind of professional. So, so we have... And this is a long time coming, and it was not. This was not brought on by any kind of badness or anything. But we are officially punk news free at this point. We are. We have switched to a different uh, podcast. Well, I wouldn't say different podcast provider. Well, I guess it is a different podcast provider. Um, we are now off of the punk news servers and really not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form. So, just a distant memory. Someday it'll just be a trivia question. <laughs> About our origin story. No, I mean it was it was very nice of those guys to host us for free yeah, all this time, and uh, and now we're actually in the world of uh, <laughs> now we're actually paying for this, Tom. So oh, uh, are we? Yes, oh, we are. Well, 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 when I say the we, good. right now it's the uh, it's the me. I'm paying for it, but maybe in 2023 you can uh, foot the bill. There's for the a year. reason why I refer to you as my sugar daddy, Neil. <laughs> and it's not because we're having red hot sex. Uh, no, sir. It's because you're the money bags of the group. Um, but uh, well, okay, yeah, we could discuss that. I'm sure I could. I could probably pitch in this year. Well, my my what the point I was going to try and make is though that the um the plate the people that we're going with they offer they do actually offer to put ads and stuff in the shows. You know where you can actually make some you know make some mm. money back whatever. So we have to talk about that to see if we want to. That, that that would be a little bit of a temptation. You know, I think we've kind of talked about this before about how. I don't really feel comfortable asking people for money. Like right. I know a lot of people do like Patreon or that kind of thing. And right. listen, I'm sure a lot of you would be more than happy to throw us a bucket episode or something. And that would be great. But the fact of the matter is I'm not comfortable with that. I think I'd rather probably read an ad for, you know, whatever, I guess, or, or have them throw <laughs> an ad in. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would be curious to hear what other people's feedback is on that. Yeah. Yeah, well... Based on our audience, it's going to be for luxury automobiles and boner pills. <laughs> yeah, boner pills for sure, I'd Old say. men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe some some, uh, maybe some like online record store or something. Who the hell knows, That'd be right? great. Yeah. Liquor. Uh, hey, you know, unlike magazines, we'll take your ads for cigarettes. We don't care. Our, our listeners are adults. If they want to smoke some cigarettes, that's cool. But it'll be cigarettes and porno mags, things that people don't do anymore. Yes. But anyway, so that's that. That's that big news, right? That's like you said. That's been coming for a while. Well, it, it, it is and it isn't. I mean, the, the hope, of course, is that nobody sees any kind of a change in their service, or at least not for the worse. You know. Oh, for sure. I mean, it shouldn't make for the end users. It shouldn't make a blind bit of difference at all. Because all the all that happened is the back end of the uh, the podcast feed changed, so it's looking at a different server. Basically, we're just you know, and that's what we're paying for, right? You pay for the service space yes. on someone's server, and then they serve it out to the outside world. So, the iTunes feeds and the Spotify feeds, and that that shouldn't make that shouldn't change at all, assuming everything was done correctly on the back end. Um, which we'll know, I guess, when I put up 164 this this weekend or this Thursday or whatever, we'll we'll know if it worked right. But uh, and it also promises to make the uploading feature a ton easier because mm. I used to have to jump through some hoops to do the uploading. Yeah, I think before. it was kind of uh, archaic. The old yeah, uh, it was very system. manual. I had to change an XML file, put all the information in, and then upload it manually, and then uh, run some code. It was it was complicated. So now it looks like it's just an upload on a website. And probably type in what the you know the name of the episode or something. So excellent. You, you could do it, Tom. So easy, I could do it. Yeah, there you go. So easy, a caveman could do it. Wasn't that exactly? I, can I write it down in a piece of paper, crumple it up, and throw it into something? <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, scan it and throw <laughs> it into something. Probably. There you go. Yeah. I'm not, I never was good with that scanner. 
But uh, yeah, so listen, I am curious what people think about that as far as the ad situation, and and, and it's one of those things. I don't know that we're going to do anything, but this was never a labor of of money. But the fact of the matter is, I don't I don't like you having to pay out of your own pocket. So as long as that kind of fees were, you know, were covered, I, I would be comfortable with that level of it. I think. But yeah, let us know. Would you rather hear ads or no? Because we're not doing a Patreon. So I, you know, I guess I guess I don't even care what you think. We'll decide. Screw well, you. Screw you, the listener. I mean, either that or I would do something like, you know, for next run of T-shirts or next run of sweatshirts, I would maybe add like a bucket of T-shirt. You know what I mean? Something to, yeah. to get some of the Well, yeah, back we've always way. run very uh, bare bones. Yeah. And like do. I said, this was never a money-making endeavor. And the fact of the matter is, you know, once again, this weekend, we went to our original meeting place where we uh, where this all came together. And I think at the end of the day – we kind of had to step back and go, wow, I can't believe we're doing our 165th episode, you know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I think the, uh, I think the owners of the place might, uh, we might have to do a show from over there or something to thank them. You think for, so? Yeah. Cause I, every time well, we go in there, it's like, you put more stickers in the bathroom. Yeah. I, I walked in wearing <laughs> my punk tie sweatshirt and the guy said, oh, that's where those stickers are covered. But he knows that you, that's you, right? Yeah. He knows me and Lydia pretty damn well. Yeah. Okay. He does. Well, listen. What, for what it costs to buy a fish and chips and a few beers over there, you could let us put a couple stickers up. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, it isn't. Well, no place in Chicago is cheap, though. I mean, to be honest, no. especially not in that neighborhood. You know, even though, maybe... yeah, yeah, any neighborhood in Chicago where you can afford to drink, you probably are not safe. <laughs> isn't that the truth? You know what? I would have been interested that time we wandered into the L and L Tavern, and you, you, you guys have heard that that episode before, right? Um, but I wonder how much the drinks are there. Like, because you certainly aren't paying for the decor there. I don't know, Neil. I go to my local here, and like, if I drink, if I drink well whiskey, which I'm fine with because I'm cheapskate and I just I'm not really a whiskey connoisseur, but I like to drink whiskey. It's like three dollars. Well, I would ima- I mean, imagine just judging by the out the the way the L and L tavern looks, I'd imagine they'd have to have like three dollar beers or something because that place is a shithole. <laughs> but you get the you get the uh, you get the John Wayne Gacy special, you know. That's true. Uh, yeah, a shot of Malort and raped in the bathroom, <laughs> and then maybe some human uh, human human meat sandwiches or something yeah, like that for the Jeffrey Dahmer I think special. That's more, of a, that's more of a Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. people's fingers. Yeah, finger food. Exactly. But yeah. anyway, all right. Listen. So of course you can reach us at punked till I die seventy seven at gmail. That has not changed. You know we're really moving up in the world if we get an AOL email. But until then, you have to AOL settle, <laughs> to settle for our uh, Tom. Amazing Tom AOL. <laughs> Jesus. Settle for settle for our Gmail. Uh yes, that's what they say punkdie seventy seven at Gmail. And of course our uh Punkdie Facebook page, which we hardly use, or our Punkdie Facebook group, which is pretty active and a lot of fun, and we always encourage everybody to join that. It seems to grow by a couple people every week. Yep. So it does. It does, um, yeah. It's getting up there. We're almost at five hundred. So since we're at five hundred yes. people in the Facebook group, we'll we'll have some kind of special nothing. Yes. I don't know what we'll we'll, do. uh, we'll eat we'll get a cake or something. Yes. So listen, Neil, this song's de- dedicated to you, buddy. This is the this is the first song of the night. This is gonna tie in with what we talk about here in a few minutes. This is Circle Jerks, Live Fast, Die Young.
You all knew that song, I'm sure. Circle jerks live fast, die young. Things a little are, late for that, isn't it? The dying uh, young. I mean. Yeah, it is. I was going to say that those are those are those are things that uh, both I and Keith Morris both failed to do. <laughs> Even though we live live fast, probably, but the die young bit, no, not so much. Even though in his autobiography, it seems like he almost died about five times, right? Well, it's funny because he hasn't drank for like forty years or something, right, or thirty five years. I mean, he quit drinking or drugging a long, long time ago. Apparently, he stopped cutting his hair thirty five years ago. <laughs> it is amazing. Well, but he he almost died. I think I think he's a diabetic. I think that's what almost killed him, right? He went into right. like yeah, yeah, he did. He was in Europe. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's a good book. My War, Keith Morris is a good biography. Definitely worth reading. It is. It's it's very good. Um, but yes, his dreadlocks are officially below his knees. Yeah, it is ridiculous. I mean, that's got to be. I mean. How do you even sit on a toilet? I mean, there's got to be a lot of logistical issues with that, right? Yeah, I mean, you could almost tie them together and use them as like a skipping rope or something like that. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's uh, it, they are. I know what. And I put some pictures up. Our good friend Alan from Goldmine Magazine. Yeah, I took some great pictures. He took there. some great pictures, and I put uh, in the Facebook group. I actually put some some of his pictures up there, yep, and then you can awesome. see quite how long uh, Keith Morris's dreads are. It's uh, it's frankly ridiculous. And he wears that stinky ass cap. I wonder if he's ever taken that cap off and what <laughs> that weird. smells like. That has become his signature cap, hasn't it? Yes. It must the smell of death that, that the glasses that cap. too. He's like kind of got those Joe Ramon glasses going. Well, okay. So anyway, in case you don't know what this is leading up to. So we, so I went to Chicago two Fridays in a row, which just about killed me. I got to say, ah. but uh, we went to see the big, the literally the punk event of the year. We went and saw the Circle Jerks and Seven Seconds and Negative Approach at the Vic, the historic Vic Theater. 110 years old, Neil, built in 1912. That's gorgeous, isn't it? In the north side of Chicago on Friday night. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's right there at Belmont and Sheffield. Um, very, 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 you know, back in the eighties, it wasn't the greatest neighborhood, but now it's a completely yuppified neighborhood, lots of bars, lots of stuff going on. So I'm interested yep. to see, that was your very first time with the Vic, yes. right, Tom? What did, I mean, it's one of my favorite venues in the city always has been, but, uh, what did you think of it? It's a very cool place. I like it a lot. It, it, so for those who have never been in there, so there's a tiny little main floor. I mean, very small, right in front of the stage. And then there's like the tiers where the seats would have sat and they just sort of rip the seats out. So it's, it's like layered, like every, it just goes up like a four by eight slab every foot or so. So it just kind of, so we got as close as we could get to, we were one layer off the floor. Yeah. And the nice thing about those layers is, right, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's rails you can hold on to, right? So there's no. So it makes for a weird traffic pattern. Like there's a, there was a couple of times I was in that place. The bathroom is like down two twisted flights of stairs. <laughs> it is. And it, is. it yeah. is really claustrophobic. I mean, the stairs are so narrow, you can barely pass somebody on the way. And I, I hate to say it, but now that I'm out of there, I will. All I can think is if there's a fire, we're screwed. If you were down, there. oh, if, if you were down in, trap. if you were down there, yeah, you would be. Yeah. Even in the regular theater, I'm pretty sure is a death trap. But, you know, it's got the big, very high ceilings and like the high stage. You know, it's just, it's a grand old place and well it's not like meticulously beautiful inside it's well restored it's nice it's a nice nice theater i i, I like it a lot beers were only it was only nine dollars for a tall boy which is not that bad for a venue and it also has yet yeah, the thing if i got to mention upstairs it has an upstairs and a seating upstairs yes like there's like three three tier well two tiers of seating no. upstairs well, it's funny because they kept saying, oh, there's only 70 tickets left or something. The place holds 1,400. I yeah, looked it up. that's bullshit. There was more, way more than well, 70 Well, that's why I left. wonder. If the capacity is 1,400, is it possible that they just jammed so many? Because by the time Circle Jerks went on, they were the third band, of course, it was so packed down there. 
I wonder if they're way over capacity on the bottom. Uh, maybe. Uh, um, but there was because I went upstairs for a while during Circle Jerks, yeah. and there was plenty, plenty of seats available upstairs. There's plenty of room up there. In fact, it was you almost said it never like got a whole more than about half full, right? Um, yeah. What's the fullest I've ever seen? I saw I've seen I've seen so many bands over the years there. The the balcony I'm talking about. The floor was packed. The floor was packed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, trying to think who. I don't know. I saw Adamant there, and that was pretty full upstairs, probably because it was older people. Um, yeah, no, you know what? I've seen some in in the nineties. I saw some indie bands there, like I saw the Laws, and I saw I think the Sundays, and that was full upstairs and downstairs. So mm. I've seen it fuller than that, but still, you know, it was uh, yeah. That seventy tickets left was bullshit because I heard that you could still buy tickets at the door. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that was right. But anyway, it's uh yeah, I mean it's it's one of those cool theaters. It's in the middle of a bustling neighborhood, like I say. Um and it's just even though it's a not a small place, it, it feels intimate up front, right, Tom? I mean you're right basically right on top of the stage, right? If, yeah, where yeah. We were if you're standing. downstairs, you're I mean we I took pictures, but I don't think they do justice to how close we were and how well we could see yeah, I mean Alan's pictures because Alan got in. Alan was had the official photographer's pass. So he was between the stage and the yeah, yeah he was in the, the pit or whatever that the photographer's pit. It, yeah. But to be honest, his photo his yeah. photographs obviously they were better than mine because he's got a better camera. But where we were standing, you know, the angle wasn't that different from the photos he was taking. Yeah, to the photos we got we some were good taking. photos. So we were the, uh, basically what I'm saying is we were pretty damn close. I got a really good one of Negative Approach, and I got a really good one of the stage before the bands came out. Because Negative Approach and Circus Jerks had signs. Like, uh, Seven Seconds didn't have signs. Yeah, that banner. They, yeah, yeah, banner behind them. I don't know yeah. if they should have woven one out of Kevin's extra hair or something or what, but they uh, did not have a... Even though the Negative Approach one, man, that was it was it was almost like on just a pillowcase. It was pretty pathetic, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, you ever see those Negative Approach shows? You were talking about watching that watching negative approach play in the 80s and like yep. they had home i think they used the same banner <laughs> yeah you look at those freezer shows they played in this place is basically the size of a living room and it was just yeah it's probably the same probably the same one yeah but uh, anyway we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves so um tell them what time did you get into town like how was your um, journey down i think i got up to, so so the other thing that, that makes this podcast historic is Neil is is no longer at Skokie. Neil has moved to the a little further north. A little further no, that's basically just due 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 east. Or is it west? Basically due east. East east yeah. east. Okay. Yeah, I'm right. I'm think, right in the lake. Like I said, from my house, it's not really hard to get to where you are now. I uh, just go Blakeshore Drive. But yeah, so uh, so Neil has officially given up his awesome apartment in Skokie. So I got up there about I got up to Evanston about three thirty. Right. And uh, you came in, took a pit stop. And yes. uh, and then we started down because we were meeting um, our good friend Alan from Goldmine Magazine, yep. who we've talked about a couple times. Yep. We were meeting him, so we decided to drive down. I drove down. Um, not the no- normal amount of road rage. It was actually pretty well behaved on the whole, right? Yes. <laughs> for I mean, me. For you, yes. Yeah, for me. Uh, cause for traffic... a normal person, it was you know not good. But for you, yes, good. Tra- traffic, was, traffic wasn't too bad. Um, so we went down to the Duke of Perth, where we always meet. Uh, but the reason we went to the Duke this time was because it's actually in walking distance. It's 10 minutes to walk to uh, to the Vic. It really isn't bad at all. And I know parking around the Vic, because it's uh, Belmont and Sheffield, parking around the Vic could be next to impossible, because it's all like... Um, you need to have a parking pass and shit like that for a lot of those side streets. So um, we parked by we parked by the Duke of Perth, 
and uh, just a little farther north than that, and walked down to the Duke, and but there wasn't many people in there, and we started drinking, and that was cool. And in walked Alan after about 20 minutes, right? And he gave us... Oh, that's right. Oh, there's more to the story. I oh, yeah. I almost forgot already. Alan gave us tons of shit, right? What did he give you? Because, you know, he works for Goldmine, so he gets a lot of freebies and Alan, stuff. So. Alan is... Alan is you know, I, I said you were our sugar daddy, Neil. Maybe Alan's our sugar daddy. <laughs> for sure, yeah. He gave me... So he gave me a couple things. One of them, he, he had a, a couple of field day things. Which I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that yet, but that band is really good, man. You're gonna you're gonna love that record. You got the 12 inch. I can't remember what that's called. I actually kind of picked the seven inch because I had reviewed it, and those are both signed by Doug, the bass player. Mm-hmm. So I got the Y seven inch. I can't remember what the full length is called. It's not even a full length. It's a single sided 12 inch. Was it like stretched. upside down or something? Because yeah, something like that. Yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, you you get a chance to listen to it. You'll really love it. And he gave me the. Negative Approach Tied Down Demo 7-inch, which I have the LP, which has 11 songs on it. It's like 15 minutes long. I got to tell you, though, you get it down to eight songs. This is a really – I don't know what it is, but when you get it down to only the eight songs, it's, it's an excellent 7-inch. It's, it's, it puts it rivals like the first their first like 10-song 7-inch. Hmm. But anyway, that, that was really cool, and uh, he gave me a kind of medley – but pretty cool Toxic Reasons album from like 89. Yeah, it was like their fifth album, I think. And what was it called? It was, well, it was called Selling Out or something, right? It's called Anything for Money or something Anything like for that. Money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It definitely had a little bit of a Motorhead sound and a little bit of a, a little more of a medley sound. But, you know, the singer left, I think, after the first album. His name was Big Something. He was a big dude. And uh, then the guitar player started singing and the sound definitely changed. But it was cool. I dug it. And the other thing he gave me was a bootleg of a Misfits album. So I guess I didn't even know this, but I guess before um, before Walk Among Us came out, they recorded a different version of it. Oh, and the last that. three the last three songs are different. You know the songs though. It's like Horror Hotel, Ghouls Night Out, so like that songs that didn't end up making that record. Oh, like London Dungeon. Yeah, okay, yeah. London Dungeon might might have been the other one too so of the twelve, and there ended up being thirteen songs on that album, of course, because they added the live version of "Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight?" Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight? There you go. Use that to introduce one of the songs we played. My guitar player hated so much. He's like, "Dude, you gotta quit doing." Like, no, I love it. I love it. Anyway. Um, and it's got, but the thing is, you could like twenty eyes. Like some of the songs are noticeably different. The arrangements. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which is sort of strange. So it's like a version of twenty eyes, but he goes, you know, it doesn't go as high, and it doesn't go as it make all the changes. And there's other ones too where it's subtle but but noticeable changes. So it's actually a really fascinating little look into the sort of creative process of the Misfits. So. Well, did, didn't he say it was like super limited too? Like it was three hundred yeah, like, copies or something. Something. Yeah, it came in like an treating sack. Yes. Oh, and the other the other thing he gave me that's kind of cool is a Doyle guitar pick. <laughs> yes, never used. <laughs> but no, it was, it was it was cool. And it, so, what'd you get? You got the, you got the. I got the, yeah, I got inch. that Field Day twelve inch signed. Um, I got um, an album by Monkey from the Addicts. That's um, right. It was like an EP. Yeah, twelve inch EP that came with like a. It's like a metal oh, bottle right? opener or something. Yeah. Very weird. Very and very well, and weird, like psychedelic cover. It like, was a cool ver- like color variant too, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. It, yeah, it's very very cool inside. Um, he gave me a seven inch by the Usuals, which has uh, Jeff Pizzati singing on it from Naked Ray Gun. And he gave me a book, which was the Miles oh, Copeland book. 
Um, which I got the IR. I got Miles Copeland was in charge of IRS records in the eighties. He they they brought over a lot of the um. Well, they had the Cramps and they had the Buzzcocks. He had a lot of so great that was Stuart bands. Copeland from the Police's brother. Brother, today. yeah, yeah, his brother exactly. And that's how actually the Cramp. When I saw the first saw the Police in seventy nine, June seventy nine, the Cramps were opening up for them. And that's huh. and that's how come because Miles Copeland had all these different um you know bands that he was working with, so um yeah I got the book by him and Alan also gave me a copy of the Goldmine magazine that uh, that we are in. So oh that, yes, so that was yes. cool. Yeah, the most precious gift of all. Exactly, of exactly. So thank you, Alan. You're the best. And I gave him a signed Capcom Heroes album. So that's right. Yeah. Pretty good deal, though. We give him one record; he gives us like seven records, eight records. Yeah, it was amazing. So I think it's a good trade. I think the people in the um, who was is sitting by us in the Duke of Perth had no idea what was going on. I think they must have thought we were like a super big deal or something. Because, well, t- tell them who came in next. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I, as we're sitting there, I get a text from Mark from DUIs, who of course played at our live show at Siren Records, and our friends of ours from Milwaukee come. They were coming down for the show. He said, "Hey, where are you guys pregame at?" I said, "We're at kind of a." fancy place called duke of perth but i said you know i can send the address so you guys want to come down so yeah two of the three duis came in or two of the four duis came in with their buddy and sat at the table next to us and we're having some drinks so yeah and that was were, a good time and he was repping his uh punctuality sweatshirt so we had three punctuality right. sweatshirts in the place yeah yes. but basically we basically took up half the uh, half the front room of uh duke yeah of perth. It's, not it was... a, it's not a real big place the thing they did though that that i probably should do they, they were doing a pbr because I go to Duke of Perth, they have delicious Scottish beer there, but it's literally like eight fifty a pint. Next time I go, PBR man, PBR. It, it is, but I feel I, I would feel bad doing that. Just I, well, a because I love Bellhaven. It's my favorite, my favorite beer in the yeah, world. That twisted, actually, that twisted thistle that I've been drinking, which is the Bellhaven IPA, it's pretty delicious. I gotta say. Yeah, they're the only place. I had like four of them. They're the only place in the city that has all the different Bellhaven beers. Because a lot, a lot of places might have the Bellhaven ale. But they have the ale, they have the stout, they have the strong ale, which is called yep. Wee Heavy, and they also have the Twisted Thistle, which is the IPA. Yes. So they have them all on draft, which is very unusual. So it's one of the reasons why I love the Duke of Perth. So, yeah, it was good to see those guys. And it's funny because, yeah, because then we were up to three three guys wearing the sweatshirt, right? Yep, three of us were in the sweatshirt. And my the... theory is you get, like, three guys wearing the same sweatshirt, people start going, that must be something. Hey, was, Al- was Alan wearing it as well? I can't remember. Were you? you were. I was. I was, yeah. Oh, you were. I thought you were in your social DJ. No, I think you were in your social DJ. Well, I, no, I was wearing a sweatshirt, and it was 30 degrees, dude. I was wearing both. It was. Well, that was what I was going to say is, yeah, it was only a 10-minute walk to the Vic, but man, was it cold. That wind, when that wind blew down the street. Oh, my God. They called the Windy City for nothing. Jesus Christ. It was cold. Yeah, so. Anyway, um, Duke of Perth, guys. It's a great place. Don't go there when we're there because we get annoyed if there's too many people. But other than that, you should support them. They're a great well, place. Well, the last two times you've been, it's been on Friday. And Fridays yeah. are busy because the it's un- yeah. Cause it's uh, yeah unlimited, all-you-can-eat fish. So they get very busy on a Friday evening. But going to Wednesday, the place is pretty empty. So I did get the all-you-can-eat fish two Fridays in a row now. And I know I think I know at least a couple of the DUI guys did too. It was, it's very good. It is course. good. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very good fish and chips all right neil we better play another song do you want to play a song or do you want me to play another one whatever you want to do order wise i don't Um, know what you're gonna play so i am going to play let's see what should i do i'm gonna play a song off of a so i'm gonna play a seven second song (coughs) sorry but i'm not gonna play one of the um obvious ones off of the crew or walk together rock together i'm gonna play a song off of um good to go which was one of the later albums i think this was what was late 90s right Oh no! I think it was wasn't it like twenty? Hold on, I've got to look this up now because 
I have to know. Sorry. Well, look it up after you tell us what song you're going to play. Okay. So this is off Good to Go, and the song is called Change the Key. So, um, yeah, it was one of the later ones, but it sounded very, very much like original Seven yep, Seconds, not, but better produced. I do not know this one. Well, I think you'll like This is great. Good to Go is a great album, which I actually just got on vinyl. So, um, But anyway, yeah, Seven Seconds, Change the Key. That was uh, seven seconds. Change the key off of the album's uh, Good to Go, which was. Thank you. Come on, Discogs, do your thing. Good to go. 1999. So, not. Isn't that what I guessed? I swear that's what I guessed. Yeah, you said 99. For some reason, I thought it was like 2005. But yeah, good to go. Mm-hmm. 1999. And then they released one other album, right? Leave a Light On was 2014, I believe. Oh, 2014, boys. That would have been like my first year writing for Punk News. I think that was my album of the year. Right, again, 20, yeah, right, yeah, Rise Records, 2014, yep. Oh, Even though on. it had that, even though it had that Rise thing where the vocals were too loud and the music wasn't loud enough. Oh, they actually did do a, an album in between, uh, which I have never seen, called Take It Back, Take It On, Take It Oh, that's over. good, too. I got that. Okay. I have that on CD. I do not have that on LP, but that's a good record, too. Yeah, it's 2005. That's when I was, but anyway. Yeah, you'll like. You'll dig that one, though. Or if you don't have that, you should. It's good. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Was it ever released on vinyl? That's the question. That was Side One Dummy, I think. It I was. Don't know if, I don't know if it... Yeah, I, I don't know if there's vinyl or not. There is, that actually. Ri- there is. Rise Records. So that Rise Records, a while back, they were signed up a ton of old bands. Face to Face did a record for them. Bouncing Souls did a record for them. Seven Seconds did a record for them. And, and some of them were okay records, but they were the most... They really took the bark out of those bands. Hmm. You know, the old punk records, the vocals were like one of the instruments. When you put the vocals out front like Frank Sinatra on a punk record, it doesn't really work, you know? Right. It's got to – got to have the power of the guitar and the bass and the drums. And, and 
these old singers don't want to blow their voices out. They want to be crooners, and they're they're ruining punk, quite frankly. They're, well, they're talk, destroying well, punk. Talking about blowing your voice out, we'll get to that later oh, on. Oh, boy. We will so we get to that over, later on. So we wandered over to the Vic, right? We did. It was like I said, so there was me and Tom. and so I'd, It's funny, man. I had bought these tickets so long ago, because this was announced, what, six months ago? Yeah, like at least I remember being excited when it, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly when that was, but it has definitely been quite a while. So even though the tickets were expensive, I think they were like thirty bucks a piece, and I bought four. Um, it was so long ago now that I it didn't even occur to me, you know. So, um, but I bought four tickets. That's good because I still haven't paid you for my tickets. That's so. true. Yeah, you owe me, you bastard. Um, and, and the podcast, boy, I'm running up quite a tab there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you are. So, like yeah, the, it's, like the, it's like the Duke of Perth. Yes, yes. You're running up quite a tab. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, why was I talking about the cost of the tickets? I don't remember. Anyway, we walked know, over bragging. there. You're going, you're going to bragging camp? No, it was just, it, it, it was just, it was, you know, all told it was probably 160 bucks. But I bought them so long ago that it didn't even occur to me that there was even a big deal. Because, you know, that's money's been. Ex- Honestly, Neil, if you think about it, with how much inflation we've had since you bought those tickets, it's really only like 20 bucks. That's a good, yeah, it was a good buy, right? A good buy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, so we we walked over there. Um, the, the DUI guys didn't didn't come with us, but uh, Alan came with I us. Saw him, I saw him at the show. I don't know if he did. I did see him later on. Oh, I saw him later on, but they didn't they didn't yeah. leave with us, being my point. So we walked yeah. over there, and for some reason, Alan had to make, Alan didn't piss in Duke of Perth for some reason, and he, he ducked in do you, some. Do you really think this is a necessary part of the story well it is and i'll tell you why no i'll tell you why so he <laughs> ducked into else. this yeah he ducked into this weird little bar remember that place it was called like what was phoenix or something it, it was some Paris weird or something yes yeah, very strange right uh, i don't know it's just a bar to me and then we couldn't figure out he seemed to be in there forever and it was freezing and we were standing outside and we were like what the fuck's going on let's let's leave so anyway he joined us but it was only later on that i found out um in his sticker roll I guess he must have been stickering the place because it was like it was it was like two, oh, it was like punctual eye dice stickers all over the bathroom. I guess. Oh, so, good. Good on you, Alan. That yubby dive. Yeah, <laughs> good on you, mate. It, so, it does take a while. Sometimes I have a real hard time getting the backs off. Yes. The oh my god, it's the worst. When you try to be sneaky and you can't get the fucking backing. I off bet the you sticker. if we let Mike from Sexy Baby's wife make those for us, they'd be come right off. Yeah. Well. <laughs> for for people with uh, with bad eyesight, they'll have to make a big fucking line peel here <laughs> like that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So anyway, we get to uh, we get to the it's like a ten minute walk, twelve minute walk, something like that. We get to the Vic. There's really not. Uh, we got there. Doors were six thirty, right? I think and doors I, were six thirty, but yeah, we walked right in, right up front, right. But I think we might have got there around seven or so. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah, something like that. But I wanted to get there reasonably early because I always. But stand, yeah, we walked right up to your spot that you like. I yeah, guess. Yeah, if people ever, ever wanted to find me at a show, I'm always like front left. Um, you know, right there, and there's a, and there's one of those barriers there. There's like a railing there, so I wanted to be right yeah. at the railing. And the reason I like that spot at the Vic is because a there's a railing, so you can leave you know leave your coat on it or whatever. But also there's a bar. There's like a little bar area right to the left. But you can't really get to it unless you hop under the bar. Well, it wasn't difficult because it was empty, right? <laughs> yeah, but once it got crowded, once yeah. it got crowded, it was difficult. But you know, it would be crowded anywhere. It would be difficult to go to the bar anywhere, right? But, um, but yeah, so that's where we were. So, um, and I knew it was going to be super punctual because the Vic always is. So, well, and that's kind of cool though, right? I mean, yes. I like that about theaters. Like if I'm going to a bar show, I take it for what it is. They're trying to sell drinks. The Vic's primary focus, as much as they did like to sell their drinks, was not, a, you know, drinks. It was the show. So I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So negative approach would do to come on at 7.30. And uh, sure enough, negative approach wandered on the stage at 7.25. And... Uh, 
I've seen them, obviously not as much as you, but I've probably seen them three or four times. And uh, I'll tell you what, even though the singer might be the only original member, the bass player has a beard down to his knees. Uh, <laughs> looks about 95 years old. And uh, <laughs> I don't think even though he's, uh, he's, man, he's, that guy is good. He's, uh, he thumps, he's, doesn't he? Yeah. No, he, he does. Is, yeah. He was the second bass player, I, I'm pretty sure. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, people, but I believe he was, he was not the original, but he was the second bass player for Necros, you know, the band that I love the most. Yeah. That I always talk about. So he looks, Maybe not like, the you, most you know, who he looks like, Tom, did you ever see The Walking Dead, at least the early seasons? Oh, I know who you're gonna say the guy with the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, beard the, guy, the, the guy with the, like the old like guy who owned a like farm Maggie's or something. Dad. Maggie's dad. <laughs> Maggie's dad. Yeah, exactly. That's what he looks like. Maggie's dad. What's his name? I want to say Merle. Wasn't Merle? What was his name? I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. I don't remember. He decapitated, didn't he, or something? Yeah, he did. He did, or something like that. Yeah. That show jumped the shark, man. Yeah, big long gray beard, and it was so uh, good when it started out. Yeah, it was. It was real. It's still on. Believe it or not, Jesus. Yeah, I heard that. Or um, like that. Uh... Go ahead. That there was, there was uh, I'm just getting too obscure, but there was that, like when Bob Newhart was the when he had the ski lodge, you know the Newhart show where he had the ski lodge. There yes. was that guy. It was like Larry Daryl and Daryl, and the other guy had the long white beard. Eh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yes, yes. Anyway, <laughs> and anybody you know that looks old with a long white beard, um, this is what the bass player. But anyway, like. yeah, he 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 thrashes. He's got long hair, and long beard, and but he plays bass like a demon possessed guy. He's awesome. And what's the, the singer's guitar- name? Uh, John Brandon. He is the might be the angriest man in rock and roll. Even though he's been doing this and you know uh, for forty years now, he is inc- he hasn't lost any of his anger. He looks incredibly pissed off when he sings. He fucking means it. Is that you, Tom? Yeah, my wife is trying to call me. Apparently, she doesn't know I'm podcasting. Hmm. Well, if it's an emergency, let me know, and we'll. I guarantee it's not an emergency, Neil. Right. I guarantee it's not an emergency. All right. Well, anyway, I was going to say. I guarantee it's like, hey, did you guys save some meat for us so we can make some tacos when we get home or something? <laughs> yeah, you ate them all. Bastard. We saved some. My boys came over and wolfed down quite a few of them. We ate many a, many a taco. But... Many a taco. So, uh, anyway, the um, yeah, the singer, very, very angry man. Yes. He looks like he means it. He looks pissed off the whole time, like he's having a, like he's just angry at the world. And I appreciate that. But uh, it's tough to take it seriously, that seriously, when he's clearly dying his hair. So, you know, he is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you don't think a fifty-eight-year-old guy has jet black, jet black hair? No, he's kind of doing the Gary Newman thing. It looks like, uh, you know, I don't know. But anyway, they were and the guitar they, player Harold. I don't remember his last name. Just uh, he he wears the same every time I see him. It's like work pants, white t-shirt, bald head, and just plays with his back to the crowd. Yeah, what is his deal? What like does he have anxiety or something? Why does he play with his no back idea, to the crowd? But he like. He burns like incense on his amp. It's it's it's. Mm, that's right. We thought his amp was on fire. We were like, "What no, the fuck is a smoke yeah, coming from a, his amp?" It's a very odd scene, but you know. And and the thing is, if for those of you who know Negative Approach, I'm gonna play a song here in just a second. But on the record, John Brandon has a very very harsh voice. On when he sings live, it's worse. Mm-hmm. It is literally like he's screaming. Mm-hmm. It is like he's a, an animal being attacked by a bigger animal. <laughs> But it's so intense, and I'm a huge fan. I know every negative approach song, at least every like proper negative approach song. But sometimes it's even hard to tell what the what they're playing. I mean, they were, they played Borstal Breakout, and it took me 
like to the chorus before I knew what he was doing. Um, indeed, I was listening for that, and yeah, it it took me a while before I figured out. Oh shit, that that's what it is. Okay, and then I was singing along with it, and he looked up and saw that I was getting into it, and he started singing like right at us. I don't know if you noticed that, but that was I actually pre- that was actually pretty cool. Anyway, maybe like yes, mm. <laughs> yes, you could tell by the smile on his face. I don't think I don't they think did, they, yeah they did a couple covers they did that and they did uh, I got to write the old Stooges song I got to write too my god they did yep holy also shit that was a bad cover because I recognize it no it's all. good it's good it's just, is it hmm. well they did you know they, they have a few they're classics I think I've played both of their Stone Cold classics on this podcast they're the ones that are considered the biggest classics are probably can't tell no one and um. Uh, ready to fight. Those okay. two songs are amazing, amazing. So, actually, if we're so, done talking about, yeah, we may as well play it. May as well play it. What, what are you going to play? So, I'm going to play the title track from their one official album. It's so funny, right? They had a ten song EP that was like ten minutes long, seven inch, and then they, the next year they put out an album with ten songs that was like fifteen minutes long, maybe. <laughs> and that was called Tied Down. Great cover. Yes. Like the old-timey cover with them tying, tying them to railroad tracks. Yep, like an old 1920s uh, silent movie. Yep. 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 Even, though, uh, even though it's such a basic cover, it looks like a bootleg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's funny because they had the T-shirt of that graphic, and they had it in green. And I'm like, I'm going to buy a green T-shirt because all my T-shirts are black, right. and I should have a green T-shirt, and they didn't have my size. So hmm. I didn't buy anything, which is very, very rare at these deals. A bunch of beers. So anyway, this is uh yeah. So this is negative approach title track from their proper LP. Even though they've had a lot of archival stuff sort of released in more recent years, but yeah, this was their classic LP, tied down. there with tied down uh so tom so i mean they've been a band i mean i've seen them like 10 years ago five years well, ago they, now they quit in they started in like 82 or something right and then they put out their ep and the lp in like 82 and 83 or 83 and 84 or something and then they quit okay and then they they started playing i think in 2006 okay so, so for... even then though they've been playing for 15 years they've been playing 
longer reunited than they played when they were around the first time, of course. So 15 years, why haven't they released anything new? Or have they? Uh, no. I mean, they put out... So they did the... So only a person like me would buy this. But for <laughs> Record Store Day, a couple... Uh, I don't know if it was... It was sometime last year. Tang put out a demo version of their LP, the Tied Down LP, with a slightly different running order. And then, like, a version of Borstal Breakout at the end that was recorded, like... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's why I said the EP, when they put those tracks on the 7-inch, it actually sort of worked better. But anyway, um, so yeah, they they put out like one new song. A couple, couple new songs, maybe. But like I said, some archival stuff. See, that's weird. But, it just seems but, to be... I mean, because I mean, they... see Nobody wants to hear new stuff. What if Circle Jerks would have put out a new album? I think people are going to want to go see new Circle Jerks material. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. That wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world. Well, I don't think Circle Jerks can write a song. Only off. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I'm going to play that a bit later. But um, okay. But yeah, anyway, so ner- Negative Approach played for what? What did you say? 35, 40 minutes? 35 minutes, yes. Yeah, 35 minutes. and then That was really the only band I know for sure their time. I have a pretty good feel about the other one too. But So, they, and it was funny, they had their drum set like just cramped at the front of the stage with that little tiny pillowcase banner. Um so it did look like they were like the local opening act, uh, which was kind of kind of sad actually. Because but the crowd did not respond like they were local opening act. They were no, there was actually you know what some some of the crowd some, the the crowd was actually because by that time it was pretty full up front and it was a lot of uh, what's the kids say these days? I don't know. So they slamming anymore? Moshing? I don't know what the fuck you say even. But anyway, I definitely was, saw some old guys who I thought. Oh might die. my god! Yes, we have to talk about that. Right, that one guy in the white T-shirt who passed out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take it, take it easy, old timers. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're, no, you're You're not as good as you used to be. Maybe just, just go off for maybe your very favorite song or something. Maybe don't try to go the whole time. Especially if you take your daughter and she's like embarrassed trying to see what you're doing. Um, (laughs) Well, I thought they were gonna throw them out because usually, I don't know. Unfortunately, I'm used to like these overzealous because this is a real club. It's not a punk club. So the bouncers don't know how to deal with this stuff. So I've, right. I've seen the overzealous bouncers just assume somebody's drunk or whatever and literally just throw them on the concrete. <laughs> like, listen, we don't want the liability of having you in our club. Yeah. So there was yeah. So there was a lot of action in the crowd. There was a lot of uh, circle pitting. There was a lot of a lot of everything. Right. I think Liddy says it's, Liddy calls it the creepy circle, crawl, which is interesting. There was barely room for pitting up there. That's true. But they, you know what? What is the fucking thing about people just throwing their beers into the air into the pit? Or away from the pit. I just do not understand that. It's so annoying when you pull over on the way home and you get beer dumped all over you. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's it so is. Annoying. That's why. You, that's why you smell of beer, Tom. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, you've been in the pit before, I'm sure, where somebody just slams into you and you literally just crush your beer can flat and it just shoots up all over you. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right? When they just throw the entire beer can, they just throw it right out of the pit yeah. into the crowd, or the opposite. You know they're not Dutch, right? It's a nine. Yeah, exactly. Beer. It's a nine dollar beer. You fucking idiots. And no one wants uh, to hit in the face with a fucking beer, so don't do that. Um, so yeah, a lot of action in the crowd. A lot of older guys coming, you know, uh, doing their best. Uh, it was it was it was pretty good. A lot of people really really loved, loved Negative Approach. Yeah. In fact, I spoke to some people who thought they were the best band of the night because they just do their thing and they do their songs and no mess, no talk between songs. He just rips from one song into another, and uh, you know, and they would then they were done. You know, they're undeniably they were undeniably the most intense intense band of the night. Yes, he's like, yeah, he'll say like, check it out, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> it's like, girl, it's, 
pretty funny because I would love to, in, in a perfect world, I would love to interview John Brandon. I've seen some halfway decent interviews with him, but he's not super forthcoming. Yeah, he doesn't look like the kind who'd be a, uh, a barrel, barrel of laughs to talk to. Careful what you wish for, you know? Yeah, well, we you know we could maybe get some fun out of him. But anyway, uh, the complete opposite of angry and uh, intense uh, came onto the stage next. We yes, had the, Janis uh, Joplin fronting seven <laughs> seconds. Yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> and I have I have so many bad jokes about it. You know, Kevin seconds, Kevin uh, seconds at the uh, de- at the fucking deli counter or something. <laughs> I I don't know. You, oh. I, I would I would be more inclined to make fun of him if I hadn't had the exact same COVID like uh, reaction that he's had. And he's fifteen years. Wow, well, no, he just turned sixty once. So no, like, no, my friend. I I saw them uh, probably five years ago at Bottom Lounge before COVID, and he was. Maximum max, uh, pack in maximum density then. So this isn't a new he's, thing for him. He's clearly not a vain man because he's grown his hair out very, very long. Yes. And he has some of it braided. But the funny thing is, like most men, when they wear long hair, they wear it on their back. He's wearing it like down in front on his shoulders like like your old Aunt Helen who went <laughs> prematurely gray and refused to dye her hair, you know. But all kidding aside, you know, when they – when they called it quits a few years ago, I mean, I thought they were done. I never really thought I'd get a chance to see him again. So I was honestly thrilled thrilled to see them again. And he might have looked like your Aunt Helen, but he sang, they sounded good, I thought. I thought they were good all the way around. They were they were clearly the band that was most happy to be there. And that yeah. and that shone through. They were obviously delighted to be there, be doing this live again. They love playing live. And that came across, and the crowd responds to that. Um they did a they did a great set, all except for the last song. I thought um, it was a really good mix set of like old and new. They played all the classics you wanted to hear, you know, and some new ones as well, and even one where didn't he pull out an acoustic guitar or something, which was not an wasn't acoustic, but on the couple of newer ones he did play an electric. Yeah, he did. That's right. He pulled out a, a he, gold top. Yeah, because they played "Leave a Light On." They played "Leave a Light On" from the last album, and they maybe one other one from that album. I always do kind of hate it when. You know, I, some bands, I get it. The singer plays guitar. But I hate it when, as they get older, they start playing guitar because they kind of lose, I don't know, the level of showmanship kind of goes down usually when your singer yep. plays guitar. Not that he was not that he was doing jumping jacks or backflips or anything. You know, he's pretty sedentary at this point. The one who really runs around is his his brother. Mm-hmm. Bass Todd player. Youth. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was, and he was bald, well, wearing a Buzzcock shirt, which I really appreciated. Right. Yeah. He was. He it's, looked great. He was really into it, and uh, yeah, they were. It's funny. It's funny because um, the so I was kind of torn between going to Detroit and Chicago, but ultimately I came to Chicago and it worked out great. But and then uh, Seven Seconds dropped off. That was the last show Seven Seconds played for like at least a week. No, no, it's you fun. saw they dropped off Detroit yep. and then they dropped Cleveland, Buffalo, and maybe not a week, but I, they're going to miss at least a week's worth of the shows. That hopefully they'll be back on the tour by the time you guys hear this. But yeah, I don't. And they said it was some indisclosed, undisclosed health issue, but you certainly wouldn't have got that impression seeing them. I didn't think at least. Well, two two things on Facebook on the page they said uh, some of the members had, had tested positive for COVID. Oh, they did. They did. Okay, yeah. okay, I did not see that. But. Alan, I don't know if you were, were, were talking to Alan because Duke of Paris could get loud. But Alan told us that he, because he'd been the Vic already and and seen, uh, he'd seen Kevin walking around because he wanted to do an interview, I believe. 
and yeah, Ke- yeah, he was going to talk to him and Kevin, about his record collection. Yep, yeah. and Kevin isn't doing interviews, and in fact, he wasn't even speaking. He had a sign oh, that said, voice. Yeah. "Yeah, he said something." What did the sign he was holding say? Uh, I will just nod oh, you, or something. Ask me yes or no questions. Ask me yes or no yeah. questions, and I'll nod or, or you know. So obviously, there was a problem with his throat. But anyway, he he saved it for the gig, and he did a really good job. The band played well and sounded uh, sounded good. And uh, I don't know. I was just really enjoyable. It was just a really enjoyable show. Did they did they play all your favorites, Tom? Well, if we're being honest, I pretty much only want to hear stuff on the first two records. No, that's actually not true. There's a couple of real new ones I wouldn't mind hearing. Like I mentioned, slogan on a shirt. I think that would have been a good one. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, here's the thing: they played twenty, like twenty two songs or something. Right, twenty three songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's parts of their catalog I like more than other parts. And they did get a little bit into their hippy dippy U2 stuff, a couple of songs yep. from that era. Yeah. Well they did New but, Wind, which is which is uh yeah, that was right at the beginning. What's well, yeah. funny, you know you know what's funny about New Wind, Neil, is I I listened to it recently. Mm-hmm. Like like maybe even last week before I came to the show. And I remember not thinking much of it. But listening to it now I was probably a little too hard on it. Like it's better now. I think it, I think it's not as bad as what I thought it was, um, because you listen to, uh, I don't know. Well, I think the songs are good. They're just overproduced. Well, um, I just think what you want is you want want it to sound like the last album, right? Right. So you think this new album it blows, but then you go listen to compare it to some other stuff, and it's still pretty good. You know, yeah. you just you just got it's about the context or mindset or whatever. Yeah, I I saw them on the new wind tour. I think. And, uh, Were they wearing the, like tie-dyed T-shirts and uh, had wind catchers on stage? And no, but they did not look like they did not look like the Seven Seconds of Old. So mm. uh, I do remember thinking that at the time was wow, these guys are, are selling out, which was obviously a big thing in the eighties, and you know now yeah. I, I could care well, less. But at the time, I remember thinking that wow, they're trying to turn into fucking you too. Um, well, they've made some bad albums too. Here's the, that's that's the thing. I mean, they they righted the ship in the in the mid nineties, but right. Or late nineties maybe, but they—I mean—they had that album called like "Out in the Shizzy" or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And didn't he? Well, he's done a couple of solo albums, hasn't he? Like the folk. Well, those are more acoustic, and I know a lot of people love those. I have actually never listened to those. Yeah. So they might be—I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the hardcore slash punk rock guy gone folk punk. Gone folk punk. Yeah. Yeah. Take 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 note. Fucking just insane. Jesus. Maybe I will when I get older and I want to listen to something more mellow. But, I'm older. You know. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't fly, Tom. If you want to listen to something mellow, we can listen to uh, something good and mellow, not shitty and mellow. Um, so, yeah, I thought they were, I really enjoyed them. They were actually probably my favorite band of the night, just, again, because they clearly enjoyed being there and uh, they connected really, yeah. really well with the audience and people loved them. Now... The thing I thought that was fun. So the first band, the first band wanted to kill you. Yes. The second band was happy to be there. They were just they wanted to hold your hand and uh, <laughs> and, yes. and be positive with you. Um, they closed with "Kumbaya" on acoustics. That was fucking stupid. So of all the great songs they had, and they played, you know, they played um, towards the end of the set. They played. Uh, I'm gonna. What was it? I'm, uh, what's the name of the song? Why can't I think of it? Uh, Nine Nine Red Balloons. Young? No, 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 no. Young, young, young until I die. Young, of course. Uh, oh know, yeah, used, yeah, that used to be our closer. Walk together, rock, walk together, rock together, and young till I die, back to back. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm good. Yeah, and they should have ended right there. And instead, they yeah. ended the set with fucking ninety nine left balloons, ninety nine red balloons. Uh, but that's a pretty common set ender for them. Oh, it shouldn't be. 
I mean, it's it's it's. I don't mind it. It's an eighties. It's it was an eighties throwaway cover. It's silly. They don't want to end this. Well, for whatever reason, it it resonates with people, Neil. Well, unless people are allowed to have things resonate with them that you don't like. No, because if we just play the Nana song then the original, that that would be fine. Thank you very much. They don't. No, no. There's so many. There's so many great songs on the crew. I mean, was there like twenty, twenty one songs on the record or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could pretty much just play all those. But they did. They played Trust, and they played We Are the Angry, and they played, you know what I mean? They played a lot of them. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Young, Young Until I Die would have been the perfect set ender, right? Because yep. that, that, that sums up yep. the whole thing. That sums up all of us, because it was a very old crowd. Well, as a matter of so. fact, that was my first instinct as far as what we should play, but I... We used to, of course, use that as our ending, so... Yeah, we did. We used to, yeah. We I don't know if we actually ever played the song, but... No, just you a know, bit think, of it. But, I think we plagiarized that enough. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that was one thing. And then the other thing was I heard a lot of people in the crowd saying, they oh, never thought I'd see Seven Seconds. I haven't seen him since the 80s, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, like like me and you said, then you guys weren't paying attention because they, yeah. they, they were touring up. And, yeah, the they were touring up until five years ago. I mean, I saw them at Bottom Lounge warming up for somebody. I saw them at Riot Fest. I've seen them numerous times. So it wasn't like this was the first time they played since 1986, you know? Well, we were making that joke, Neil, about how these people are like, well, I think the punk scene kind of died after I got out of it in 1985. Just because you stopped paying attention to it doesn't mean it died. Right, right? exactly. Yeah, we're talking to you, Mr. Photographer Guy. I mean, Neil and I <laughs> struggle with this because we don't really like what is considered punk anymore, but it's you know, it doesn't mean it's not there. Right, you know? yeah. yeah, we're aware of it. Yeah. It doesn't stop just because we stopped because there's certain bands we don't like. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that I agree. They were, they were great. I mean, it... it yeah, no, I, I I got nothing nothing negative to say about them. The right. sound was great. If you close your eyes, it was great. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. So they were they were fun as hell. Tom, do you want to play? Do you want to play? Uh, you were going to play yeah, Walk Together, let's, Rock Together, I think, right? Yeah, let's play some Seven Seconds. Walk right. Together, Rock Together. I'm just a different man We'll let that cover on one too And let you understand With music inside We'll make the journey a plan We can walk Together why can't we rock Together we can walk Together why can't we rock Together And live before you die Let's watch again if I'm not an Okay, seven seconds there with uh, the classic 
Probably one of the most classic songs, actually, Walk Together, Rock yeah. Together. In, in the days in, like, the, uh, was that, like, 86, 87? When, like, the, you know, the punks and skinheads would fight and the metal dudes would fight. And so that was Kevin Seconds' theme that, you know, if we can walk together, then we should be able to rock together. And, go and of his together. themes, I'd definitely take that one over Colorblind Spelled Wrong. Because <laughs> they did play that, too. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> amazing. Um, so yeah, so anyway, that was seven seconds and they, um, yeah, they didn't have a banner behind them, which I thought was odd, but anyway, um, maybe they, maybe they like sold it at their garage sale when they retired. Well, I'll tell you what, I, yeah, I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> oh, the one thing I didn't, I didn't care for the drummer. I think the drummer was very good. Uh, you know, he's gotta be a pretty good drummer, but I didn't, I, I don't know. He did have a slightly different style that I, I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I, he, I, mean, I, kind, of, he, he, I kind of agree with you. I, I'm sure he's a good drummer. He played for Judge and Youth of Today. I mean, the guy knows how to play drums, but it was, it did feel a little different. Well, he made a couple of obvious mistakes. Was was the issue? Well, was he just was a little loosey goosey? Yeah. But anyway, it was, it, it was fine. It was, it was all good. It was uh, anyway. So um, I was kind of disappointed when when I came in because I mean they have uh, the Vic has a decent merch booth right when you walk in. Yeah. Right. They 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 have a decent I, the seven second stuff. I, actually, I thought all of the merch was kind of disappointing. There was well, no. It was just basically T-shirts, right, and a few handbills. Yeah. I mean, there was no there was no vinyl. Well, so okay, at Reggie's at a small club, if they can sell vinyl, how the fuck at a big place like the Vic can they not have any vinyl? On, well, and, 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 and they've got and, and they've got they've got huge tour buses. Those tour buses outside could have fit the fucking Rolling Stones. Yeah, how are they making any money with the buses like that? And now one of them um, has a punctual eye die sticker on it. It's, ah, it's a fuckers. rental, Neil. It's a rental. Barry Manilow. God damn it! <laughs> well, good. So maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe Lady Gaga well, will see it. You know, it is funny because I know some of the stops were selling vinyl because, and and forgive me for forgetting your name, but one of uh, somebody put it on our page that they bought a bunch of vinyl at the show. Huh? An earlier show. Oh, the Circle Jerks one, right? Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll look it up here. I'll yeah. look it up here even as we go, since name dropping is kind of our thing. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, uh, when we when we we have this, I guess if we say someone's name while we're recording, they become a fan for life. That's what I heard, mm-hmm. and they have to give us ten dollars immediately. Um, <laughs> that's the way it works. So, but at punk rock $10? bowling, dollars, sure, why easy not? Deal, easy. <laughs> I got, I got to pay for that Duke of Perth bill somehow. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. Yeah, at punk rock bowling, they were selling all kinds of merch, but they were also selling uh, signed vinyl, right? Because I know Lydia bought yeah. one. She bought they a copy of Group Sex. They actually ran out before I got it, but I did yeah. buy a copy of the Group Sex. You know, you always struggle with, do I need another copy of this particular album? But I did buy a, yeah, a copy of Group Sex at the show. For like 20, might have been 30, 25, 30 bucks. Those Trust Records, I will say, I love them. I think they're doing a great job, but they are not cheap. They retail for probably around 30-ish bucks. Right. Which when Lydia got it and it was signed, that seemed like a bargain, you know, with signed by Keith and... Uh, yeah. I think it's Well, that's always a weird one too, right? Because like... Hold the bass player. Do you want guys that weren't on the record to sign it? I mean, you want Xander Schloss to sign a record they didn't play on? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, Joey Castillo who literally joined the band like one year ago, right? True. Even though Joey Castillo is such a stud that I would let him sign anything. <laughs> Slut. Well, no, I mean he's just, he's just such a great drummer. I mean, you really got to see it to appreciate it. But he is really, really, he really is a good drummer. I mean, he played with. Like I said going through his history a little bit. He played with Wasted Youth. He played with a kind of one hit wonder band called Sugar Tooth in the nineties. He played with Danzig. He played with. Um, he played with Queens of the Stone Age. I mean, the guy's a professional. Yeah, you'll, drummer. You'll, you'll mention a good band one of these days. 
Well, I'm just saying he's a good drummer. <laughs> I mean, listen, say what you will about our man Danzig, but he doesn't, you know, he's surrounds himself with good musicians he might not let them play to the best of their ability and make them play bad songs but he surrounds himself with good musicians oh except for doyle oh shit at he's least now, the... now, now he's gonna come and kick my ass yeah dude great i was gonna line <laughs> i thought i had doyle lined up to be on the show oh <laughs> we're just gonna grunt at us for 30 minutes? i heard that doyle is seriously like the nicest guy in the face of the earth oh, all right i take it all back sorry doyle I'm so you're a, you're a prince. Plus, he literally could rip your limbs off and beat you to death with him. Well, not if he's the nicest man in the world. Like you said that oh, about... He's, you, he's, insult, he's... you insulted his integrity. You you, <laughs> you went up on stage while he was presenting an award and slapped him. You said that about Mr. Mobile Death Camp, and he was he was the keep, nicest man in the world. Keep Doyle's name out of your mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, it gives me a fucking slap. <laughs> Dude, so what do you think about Dude, that? Was it was was, was hits like a bitch? Was was that legit or was that was that completely fucking fake? Was that pro wrestling I fake? I don't know. I really want to think it's fake because there's so much going on there and with the the Smith family and all. I I don't I don't know, dude. Listen, who cares? It's such such nonsense, you know. That's like such, the fucking such congratulatory nonsense. The Smith family, man. That's like the fucking monsters right there. What a bunch of fucking weirdos. Jesus. I thought they were like the Cosbys. Turns out they are more like, in fact, more like the Munsters. In fact, the Munsters were actually a really nice family when you think about it. They really were. Yeah. Like Herman Munster couldn't hurt a fly. Literally, because so, his okay, boots were too it, fucking it's, big. It's Jason Scott. I finally found it. March 19th. Went to the concert in Utah. Boy, that must be a thriller, huh? Dude, did, did a coffin just open in your house? What the hell? No, the girls came in. <laughs> so he bought the Wild in the Streets LP, the Negative Approach Tied Down Demos LP, the Negative Approach 10-song EP, and the Negative Approach Tied Down Demos EP. Dude, what so the fuck was with that in Chicago then? Did the fucking... So in Utah, they definitely had vinyl. Did the merch truck get fucking broken down in somewhere in Chicago? I couldn't make it because of traffic? Right. Probably got stolen from going through the south side. Because I was actually hoping that they would, and I would buy some of that seven seconds later vinyl. I was I was hoping maybe. But, well, uh, they, the odds of having a good selection are really, really low. Because wasn't that... Because I, I remember I pointed that out to you that on, on one of our other groups. Um I mean, that was like a Euro, limited Euro import you bought, right? Something, but it was like some local or some distro got a copies of it. Yeah, but that one that the, with the dog on the cover, what's that one called? The one that you like? Oh, Leave a Light On. Yeah, Leave a Light On. I mean, that was uh, that was a major label, right? Or Not even major, maybe but... the, well, or even maybe the, the reissue of the crew, I guess, maybe. Right. So I'm just surprised there was no vinyl at all. And the t-shirts were all pretty fucking standard. It was like a walk together, I, rock together, uh, or, you know. Like the stuff they were selling on the um, on the website for that new label that does the reissues, um, the, mm. they, they were better than what they were selling at the, at the show, which was I really have, upsetting. I haven't, got the, I haven't got the reissue of the crew. I don't need it, but I probably will buy it at some point. We'll it, see. It's good. The, the booklet that comes with it is worth it. And I think the early ones also came with like a demo EP or something like that. These um, that's what I that's what I must say about these circle jerks reissues. The booklets are so amazing. It literally doubles the weight of the record. Right, it does. Yeah, it's thick. Thick, thick, thick. And then no, they're very, very, very good. But so anyway, circle jerks. So the, you, yeah, so the third you, band you were, you were of not the super night. impressed. I was Well anyway, what, what was your impressions? Um, I guess it it just suddenly occurred to me that maybe I'm just not a circle jerks fan. Because I listened to about three songs, and it reminded me of the set that did punk rock bowling. It seemed like a older guys who were just going through the motions of going on a tour. It didn't seem oh. like they were particularly enjoying it. No, the song the songs are fine. They do the they do some of the greatest hits. They do some up every album. Um, but it just seemed to me like they were just there and performing. It didn't seem like they were totally into it. So I must admit, you might you probably noticed after about four songs, I just wandered off. 
I went. I know she wandered off. I wasn't really keeping track of when that was. Yeah, it was about four songs in. I went to the bathroom because I knew that the fucking lines, like you said, man, the bathroom at the Vic, it's at the very back. And like Tom said, you have to go down like three floors. It's like you're going down to hell. Well, and it's like you turn a corner and there's another staircase. And it's literally, when it's packed, people are lined up the staircase. And every time you turn the corner, you're like, oh, certainly the bathroom will be at the bottom of this staircase. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, and that's why I didn't go between bands because I knew it would be packed. So and you said I, there's a bunch of people smoking in there, Dude, right? it was it was insane. It was like going Which into a high school. Which is unusual, though. You just don't see people smoking very often inside. It was like going to a high school bathroom in 1979. <laughs> there was smoke, with, you know, up those stairs. The smoke was wallowing, uh, will, uh, whatever, the, billowing, billowing up the stairs. <laughs> I walked in. You could hardly see the urinals for the smoke. Um, <laughs> I started singing Smoking in the Boys Room, actually. And uh, and I had the unfortunate, uh, <laughs> I made the unfortunate joke to the guy in the urinal next to me. I said, oh, we're going to get cancer in here. And he turned to me, serious face, and said, I already have it. <laughs> ah, great timing, we do. Great timing. <laughs> so, 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 no, I'll just uh, I'll just pack up and uh, leave now. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, thanks for making that awkward. Yeah. So, uh, so did he really need to share that at the urinal? Couldn't he just have laughed? I'm actually... Uh... I'm actually at this show through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> See, that's why you have the my, bald head. I, my last, I get it. I get it. My now. last goal was to uh, <laughs> See meet this? Keith Morris and have him tell me a long-winded story that had no point, like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so anyway. I, uh... Well, so the, the, the thing is with the start of the show. So in the background, and you notice the music got really cheesy, and I knew the song even though I couldn't have necessarily told you who it was. But Keith comes out and he starts telling this story. And we had heard... The song was called Popcorn. It was from like 1974. It was Herb, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. So we had heard from other people that Keith Morris had been sort of telling pointless stories, like more than, a, more than necessary. So, so he comes out and, you know, here's the thing. When you come out, just start jamming right away. Hit one or two songs really fast and really hard and then do your talking, right? Right. But he came out and he starts telling this story about Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass and how Herb Albert was the A from A&M Records and how they wanted to sign the Circle Jerks, but then they put him on the label with the Dead Kennedys. And if you got the Wild in the Streets reissue, you'd totally know the story because it tells it really in-depth because A&M did want to sign the Circle Jerks, but they didn't want to put him on the main label, so they put him on Faulty Products, which was the label that they used to distribute bands like the Dead Kennedys. And it's kind of an interesting story. But he didn't tell it particularly thoroughly. I think most people are just going, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Who's this old I mean, man? Who's this old man with the long hair? History, <laughs> unless you have a real extensive... And then they don't even and then they don't even play Wild in the Streets. It's like, okay, you're telling tell a story about this the album, and then you don't even play the song. It's just... It was literally probably... I, I don't think I'm exaggerating if I say it was like a four-minute story. Yeah, that sounds about Before right. the band started playing. Yeah. And what song did they go into? I don't even remember what they played at that it. point. Uh, Deny Everything from the first album. Okay, yeah. That 35-second classic from the first album. Yeah. I actually did not keep track of the set list. There were so many songs. I mean, Negative Approach probably played 15 songs. I know 7 Seconds was like 22, 23. And uh, Circle Jerks were like 33 songs. So it was, I mean, I wasn't, I used to take notes on my phone for review purposes, but I'm trying to live more in the moment, you know. I did review it. It, it actually ran today. Um, but um, I thought the band was great. I, I don't think they're not into it. And, uh, I, you know, I thought, see, you and I disagree on the punk rock bowling set. 
I thought that was on fire. I thought they were just. I thought amazing. that you know what? I'll be honest. I thought I thought the punk rock bowling set was better than what they played at. Uh, oh no Quebec. question. Yeah. No question. But because it made sense, it made sense. And you can't, but the thing is with that too is you can't play at that intensity like every night for a month and a half. So I kind of get that they need to kind of pace themselves. But the the show was definitely. I didn't feel as uh, I don't know inspired to me as last time. Like, yeah. And and here's the other thing with with the circlesers. There's no backing vocals. Neither Greg Hetson nor Xander Sloss does vocals. So Keith Morris is the only vocalist. So you lose some of the background stuff. You know, when you're doing running, running wild in the streets, right. running wild. You know that he's the only one doing it all. Yeah, that's true. And Wonder on, why that is. And on top of that. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's always been like that or what. And on top of that, I felt like Keith was a little behind on his delivery. Hmm. I felt like he was struggling to keep up, and I was paying pretty good attention. And, like, you know, they do that soft boy song, I Want to Destroy You. Well, funny you mention that, because I am going to play that. All right, play it, because... I'm, well, I'm going to play the, I'm gonna play the original. Oh, cool. I was going to say, because the version we heard at that show was not too good. Yeah. So I'm going to play so okay so if you're not familiar with the Soft Boys they were a um English band that came out about the same time as punk started I think they started in 76 they but had they had more of a psychedelic kind of thing going on more of a 60s Who's the main dude? Who's the um, main dude? <clears throat> uh Robin Hitchcock. Robin Hitchcock. Was it was okay. the main was the main guy yeah. So um like I say they were they came out at the time of that, so they got lumped in with a new wave and stuff. They only released two real albums um, in the 70s. Um, the famous one was called Underwater Moonlight, and the first one was called something about bees or something. I don't know. But anyway, Underwater Moonlight was... was uh, came. Once again, it sounds very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. something about bees or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Underwater Moonlight came out in 1980, and that's the one that I Want to Destroy You was on, which the Circle Jerks covered. So this is a Soft Boys with I Want to Destroy You. And then 
right? That was the Soft Boys with I Want to Destroy You. And Oddities um, and Abnormalities. The, the Circle Jerks was on their Oddities and Abnormalities album. Their, which, which, their, is a, which is a weird one, right? Um, I, do you, that was a, what, like the like seventh album or something? Sixth? It was on in mid-90s, and that was actually on like Mercury. or one. That was truly a major label album. Yeah, and, and for some reason, someone gave me a cassette of that. I had that on cassette for some unknown reason. I have it on CD. I probably got it from like a record club or something. Yeah. And it's funny because it's got some great stuff on it, but... If the Circle Jerks could be accused of anything, I think it's that the their songwriting is a little suspect sometimes. Hmm. Like that album had was very thrown together feeling. And that, it, yeah, that that it did feel patchwork. It did. Yeah, and that even did. the first album was a patchwork of stuff from previous bands, and you know, Group Sex obviously is considered their ultimate classic. That fifty minutes of classic, but it's a lot of it was borrowed from previous bands. And I wonder if, as a unit, they're just not if Hudson and is just not a songwriter if Morris on his own is not a songwriter. Cause look what, um, you know, we were talking about off and I'm sure you'll play some off later, but you know, when, when he was in a different creative situation, I think if all he has to do is write lyrics, I think Morris can be real productive, but I wonder if it's circle jerks were just never particularly productive songwriters, you know? Well, I mean, he'd been in black flag and maybe he, maybe he'd, he, you know, he, he gave his all in Black Flag or something, and then Circle Jerks just felt like a secondary band or something. By the time he was 20, he was burned out. Well, it's funny, because I always kind of looked at the Jerks that way, as always being kind of a spinoff, a Black Flag spinoff, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, he he shot his wad with Black Flag, and then, you know, then he did the Circle Jerks. Um, but, you know, I, I guess the bottom line is, I love Keith Morris and the Circle Jerks. It wasn't the greatest show I've ever seen by them. It wasn't, but I'm only really comparing it to, like, the, the show last September. I can't really compare it to like the nineties when they were like an active band still. Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we went. I mean, you don't regret going to the show, right? Oh God, no, no. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, no. So, okay. So Tom stayed down front the whole time. So like yes. I said, I, I wandered off to the bathroom about four songs in, and then I wandered upstairs just cause I was, yep. I didn't, I had no interest in trying to battle my way back to the front again for a band. Yeah, that wasn't was that I wasn't feeling. Hard, yeah. yeah so i decided to wander upstairs and see what the action was like upstairs in the seated section and in other words you wanted in other words you wanted to sit down no i didn't sit down actually a oh, there's, really? there's a bar up there a big bar and there was nobody at it so i immediately went to go to gin and tonic which cost me my ass but there you go and <laughs> um and all the act dude all the action was upstairs i go up there and suddenly some guy comes wandering uh, from you know where the where the stairs are in the in the back, so I was standing by the bar, and he's got blood pouring from his head, and there's like three people around him, two girls, and they're all trying to you know figure out what's the matter with him and stuff. And then fucking Daryl from um, Bull Weevils, Bull Weevils was there with Dr. him too, Darryl. with his arm around him, walking him out. And of course Daryl is a doctor, right? So I guess he fell down at the right time. But I guess he I guess he almost fell over the balcony. But somehow he must have been really drunk, and he fell backwards and smashed his head, I, and he cut his head open. His head was split I, right down the middle. I feel bad for Daryl. You know, the guy's just trying to watch a punk show, and he's got to be a doctor. <laughs> some idiot so drunk he had to fall down and smash his head open. Yeah, and he was one of the only uh, African Americans there, probably. So everybody knows him, right? So every yeah. he's trying to treat this guy, and people are coming over, coming over, taking photos with him. <laughs> They got photos with him and he's as he's tall, trying to treat I this mean, guy. He is, not only is he a black guy, but he's a tall black guy with like yep. long hair. I mean, yep. he's real. He's you can pick him out of a crowd, no question. Mm-hmm. There, I definitely saw a few, you know, recognizable Chica- uh, Chicago folks walking around, music people. Yeah. Um, 
you know, including our pals at DUIs, of course. Yeah, yeah, the other DUIs. And I think because yeah, uh, Capcom Heroes was supposed to be there. I think Larry yeah, from Pegboy. I, I, I did not see. Jimmy I, I didn't see them either, but I know Larry from Pegboy was there. Um, okay. Yeah, there was a couple of other people there. Because um, it was, it was like a, you know, it was like the 80s it coming was back, the- right? It was well. It was the event. It was, it was the social event. I mean, it, I can't imagine there's gonna be a time when they pack that great of an old school bill together. Until soon. the uh, until Punctuality Died does a podcast live from the Vic. Um, That's true. That's so true. yeah, so uh, this this guy was pouring blood from the head. Daryl was there, and then a fucking medic came. Uh, one of the uh, this medic. I don't know where they got him from, but he looked like he was 75 years old. He could, he could hardly make it up the <laughs> he stairs. He just shoots a guy with Narcon. He's Dude, like, oh, I thought he overdosed. He, was hard, he could hardly make it up the stairs. And then he, he, put, the, he put the most busted-ass bandage on this guy's head. Basically, <laughs> like, he could, basically the guy couldn't see. He, but he ba- ba- benched his whole head. <laughs> and meanwhile, this guy had the... It was two girls with him who were both you know horrified. There's pools of blood on the floor. Um, so yeah, the so, old the old, med, the old medic guy's like ignoring the doctor because he's black. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically, dude. Seriously, he was, and I tried to talk to him, and uh, and he was like, he he, he clearly didn't not want to be there. He was like, this was his part time gig to make money, and he didn't really want to be there. So anyway, circle jokes are playing in the background the whole time. I'm not paying attention at all. Um, I went up. It looked fantastic from upstairs because the you know he could look straight down on the band. And it's a small theater, right? So you were basically right above the stage. I mean, it yep. looked fantastic. Um, so, and then I wandered down to the first floor where the merch was. And um, I saw an old friend of mine from the Chicago scene, Karen, who had actually been sitting, uh, standing right in front of us for a while. Because she's, that photo of me and Lydia, oh, I haven't posted that yet. Um, Alan, when he was in the pit, he took a picture of the crowd. Basically, basically of me and Lydia. So we're in the, this crowd scene. And anyway, Karen is right in front of us, which, which was interesting. But anyway, mm. um, she was standing on the stairs. And she told me there'd just been a fight over there by the merch table. So, <laughs> so mm. were, all the action was, uh, was outside, Tom. Not, not where you were, apparently. We were too far. Everything was behind us. Yep. Yeah, everyone, everyone was too packed in tight to fight up front, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. Was, was, was there much of, a, was there much of a, uh, a pit or anything during the circle jerks? Or was it too crowded? There was a little bit of crowd surfing, a little bit of pit. There was a one guy who kept getting over the rail onto the stage and back out in the crowd. Did you see that guy? Um, was that the guy with the pink hair? I don't know. Because it was one guy that Lydia was... But he was doing a bit of stage diving. He managed to do it a couple times. Yes, okay, that was the guy. Yeah, Lydia was kind of hitting on him. And uh, yeah, he was he was stage diving like a maniac, which actually was pretty impressive. So um, I, did watch a, I did watch a guy hit on Lydia. It was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. I was so, giving her the eye, like, do you want me to, want me to hit this punch this guy in the spine or what but she was she seemed pretty no, she, open. no but believe me she can she can hold her own she doesn't have any problem with that um yeah. so yeah so the circle jokes kept on playing i was i was out back and eventually they eventually they stopped and uh you know and then everybody came came pouring out so uh yeah what yep. what 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 did i miss tom tell me about what i missed by not being up front well, you know, like I said, Keith Morris told a couple of more Grandpa Simpson-esque stories that <laughs> seemed to be sort of rambling and didn't go anywhere. Uh, they played a bunch more short songs, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was cool. It was – I was – the other thing I must say in the defense of the Circle Jerks is I was pretty whooped having driven through the city to get there. I was uh, – you know, and it was – I always lose an hour going to Chicago, so it's an hour later. And it's How much just, fun is that? How much fun is driving through the city? Yeah, it's uh, not my favorite thing, but shoot me in the face, right? I was when I was driving home. So the other funny thing, you want to play another song? You want to play this song, or where you want to go? Um, 
No, I just played. Uh, I just played uh, the Soft Boys. I want to destroy you. Oh, you just so, played Soft. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm done with songs for the show. So that's no, you know, you've, well, oh yes, you are actually. So I, I actually do have another one, but we'll get to well, that after we, your you, story. After your story, we'll. Well, we'll get I was going to gonna say. So what the other thing is, even though Lydia is like 22, her friend was only 18, so we couldn't really go hit any bars afterwards. Right. So we went to uh, we dropped the girls off, then we went back to your house which you've now your your place in Skogie, your bachelor apartment which you've officially abandoned yep um and uh it's funny man we're, you can tell we're avid campers right so you great grab a couple of beers and we go over there <laughs> and uh all neil's got left is at this apartment at this point is a is like glove seat and like uh his bed so he grabs me an air mattress which which was very nice right and uh <laughs> kind of <laughs> And some beers. And we had a couple of beers. So we go over to his house shooting the shit. I'm like, oh, okay, we drink our beers. All right, let's go to – I'm going to go to bed. I got to get up in the morning. I had to come back for a friend's wedding on Saturday. So I couldn't really stay in the city and record shop and whatever else we like to do normally. So we go to blow up this air mattress. We got this air mattress, and we got this thing to blow it up. But we have no, like, interface. Yep, this, like, yeah. Like, we the... had the piece that connected the thing that blew it up to the air mattress. So I had no air mattress. So he's got kind – Neil of, has this kind of thick – plush it's a plush rug it's not like carpet like it was a pretty thick rug so i lay my sleeping bag i brought my sleeping bag <laughs> like you use at camp when you're a little kid which i pretty much fill up like a pair of skin tight jeans now uh, and i lay it on <laughs> I suppose this, you can get I, out of it <laughs> i lay it on this rug well i didn't i couldn't zip it up but i lay it on this rug and i'm trying to sleep and i'm just like man am i gotten old i have my pillow too but i just could not just could not sleep i mean so i turn on lay on my side but, you know, when you lay on your side in your bed, you kind of sink into the bed, so your head hits the pillow. So my head is, like, above my pillow, so I'm, like, <laughs> twisting my pillow over. So I'd sleep, like, one way for maybe an hour, and then I'd turn the other way for maybe an hour. And and it was definitely not an award-winning night of sleep. You Eventually, should have taken the pillows off the, off, the, off the love seat, man. I had those Union Jack well, cushions off the love seat. You, should have you know, read. that might not have been a bad idea. Well, eventually, I just went and got in the love seat and just put my feet on the floor and just, like, threw my sleeping bag over myself, and then I could sleep for a little bit. <laughs> when I woke up at 7 and came out and saw Tom, it was so pathetic. He was, like, he's, like, perched, like, <laughs> diagonally on this love seat. Because, like, yeah, it's only a sm- yeah, it's only a love seat. It's it's not it's not big. It's not a sofa. You couldn't no, lie you down on it. on it. So he's yeah. just, like, wedged uncomfortably in this fucking love seat. <laughs> Well, the, the great thing is I go to get home and, uh, you know, I get through the city, which is the worst of it. You know, it, it's and I got through pretty good and I didn't take the toll roads because I don't think it's worth paying eleven dollars. Yeah, fuck the toll roads. Fuck the Indiana Skyway. Dude, it, seriously, it saves like 10 minutes mm-hmm. to spend ten dollars. It's crazy. So I get through the city and I'm getting through Indiana and I stop for lunch at Michigan City right on the border. And I get up in Michigan. And I just I can't stay awake. Oh, boy. Sorry about that. I mate. just. I'm just well. No, it's 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 fine. I just I literally pull into a rest stop and go to sleep. Oh, you did? Yeah. Jesus. Just for like half hour. That's how Michael Jordan's dad died. You silly boy. Did Sleeping you... at a rest stop? Yeah, he did. He was sleep. He was he pulled well, off. To the... He pulled off to the side of the road and uh, and, and and was taking a nap. And well, some uh, some thieves stopped and killed him. Well, you know the difference. Nobody <laughs> is going to try to steal my ten-year-old Impala as I sleep. As the, <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, that's true. None of my sons have bought me luxury Italian automobiles yet. Wow! But you know they're still young. Well, now I feel Good even day. worse about the love. Now the funny thing is, um, you know, because I just moved, obviously, and I'm starting to unpack boxes and stuff. I actually found the real pump to that. Oh, <laughs> to you the, found it! I just found it. Yeah, so I, I don't know what that fucking thing was that we were trying to pump it up with. <laughs> I don't. I think it comes with for balloons or something. I'm, I'm several off. Yeah. Attached. 
Yes. I'm sorry, but Tom. no, it was all good. And it, well, it was actually, my weekend was so I was so tired going back to work on Monday. I uh, so Saturday I'm home. I get home in the afternoon, you know, three thirty or something, four o'clock. I don't know what it was, and I was just kind of chilling out. And oh, I got to get in the shower, so I go to that wedding, some friends' wedding, like our like my age, you know, getting second marriage, mm-hmm. casual wedding. And uh, my son calls me, Dad, my car's broke down. Mm. Which like, which son? Son one me. or son two? Son two. Son one is almost twenty three. I mean, I'm not saying that he wouldn't call me if his car broke down, but it'd be less my problem, you know. Okay. Well, son two is in deep water anyway. We won't go into that, but he'll know yeah, he's, no, in, he's in deep water anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my kids were pretty jerky when we went away last weekend, so yeah, they uh, caused quite a bit of chaos around the house. But yeah, was, so I went to get him and. And so basically I had to work and, and I was late to the wedding then. And I had to, it was, like I said, it was very casual. It wasn't actually a wedding. It was just like a reception. So you don't and wear the suits I, or anything. So, and I spent yesterday working on his car, which I did get running. Uh, the ungrateful little prick. I'll tell you what, I sent him a text. I said, Hey dude, uh, your car's running. And he's like, great. He's it just, he's just thinking like if it breaks, I'll get a better car. <laughs> yeah. You got to buy him a new car. Yeah. His dude, that thing is such a death trap. It has no muffler. <laughs> What kind of car is this? A big chunk of the like side of the door. It's it, that was my old car. It was a pretty decent car. Yeah, in the fucking eighties. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. It's the mid two thousands. Used to belong to Keith Morris. <laughs> exactly. He drove it into a pool one time when he was yeah. drinking, smoking. But anyways, yeah. So I got that fixed yesterday. But anyway, my point is, my my weekend was couldn't have been less relaxing. It literally, I might as well have gone to work every day. That's how. But uh, no, I was anyway. Like I said, the show. I was I was glad to go to the show. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, well. Tom, I'll tell you how I'll tell you how less relaxing your your weekend could have been. You yep. you, you could have spent your your weekend moving like I did because because yeah, that wasn't relaxing at all. I was well because you you know obviously we were up in your apartment. You said, "Well, yeah, I'm almost done." I'm going. Well, this looks like a lot of work to me, but yeah, I'm just well, glad I don't have glad I don't have a pickup truck. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, the movers came on Monday and stuff, but still. Oh, that's man. right. That's right. You were having the, the professional. That's right. Jesus Christ! It was uh, anyway. I'm not going to get. Let's talk about the show still. So. Um, yeah, so uh, one thing Keith Morris did do, and I appreciate this. So um, I know Jesus way back on like episode two, I made you play a Gun Club song. I think um, episode two or three because I love the Gun Club. I love them with a passion. When we used to listen to like make recommendations, make, recommendations, yeah, make recommendations to each other. Yeah. So um, I, you, I don't remember that. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, that's no, okay. no, you did for sure. It might have been episode four or something. But yeah, there was a Gun Club song I made you listen to. Um, mm. But anyway, um, Jeffrey Lee, oh, Keith Morris was a good friend of Jeffrey Lee Pierce from the Gun Club. Okay, and yeah. in fact, Jeffrey Lee wrote um, Red Tape for. Um, or, oh, or was okay. it Group Sex? He wrote. He was either Red Tape or Group Sex. He wrote. For, I think Group Sex was just something that he was reading out of the back of a phone book or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was Red or Tape. Advertising. Yeah, I, th- I think it was Red Tape. He wrote for other Circle Jerks. So uh, before the Gun Club, and um, so I mean, anyway, they were really good friends, and. Um, and in fact, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Keith Morris on on what what day was that? Friday, Saturday. Friday. Um, he was wearing a, he was wearing a Gun Club T shirt. Don't know if you noticed ah, that. I did not, so. And then okay, so on on the first off of EP, he has a song called Jeffrey Lee Pierce, which ah. is his eulogy to Jeffrey Lee, and um, I am going to play that. And it's so short, I'm also going to play a second song by Off. Because I have to admit, when I was putting this together, I was like, dude, I would much rather have seen Off than see the Circle Jerks. Because mm. um, when I saw Off, it seemed like it seemed like Keith Morris was energized and really into it. 
And with the circle jerks, it seemed to me that he was just doing his thing, going through the motions kind of thing. So anyway, this is um, off with Jeffrey Lee Pierce and then I Don't Belong. So yeah, so if um yeah, that was off with Jeffrey Lee Pierce and then I don't belong. So um if you've never listened to the Gun Club before, I recommend that you uh listen to the Gun Club, especially the first two albums, which would be The Fire of Love and then the second one was Miami. And uh they've got a I mean they're not like hardcore or anything like that, but they've got a, a distinctive punk but with a very old school bluesy kind of feel it's it's just weird it's you know some people said it was swamp billy it was just very murky uh i don't know man it's it's hard to describe they were their own thing and jeffrey lee was a fucking genius and he's been dead for 20 years and uh i don't know just genius i, sh- I should i'll try i'll try to remember to listen to that whole album tomorrow the, the first one yeah i think you'll the fire of love is so fantastic man it is I, it's seminal you know, it's so good I, I fall into patterns, you know, at work, I do Spotify at work and I walk around with my headphones on if I have a job where I can do that. And like today I listened to the first Christian death album, mm-hmm. which I hadn't heard for years. And it really, it's funny. It's, I really should go back and listen to some of this older stuff again, because I listened to, like I said, listening to that seven second stuff that I dismissed years ago, 
seems better to me now. And, and now listen to Christian death, you know, I always kind of put them in like, I know this isn't really fair, but I always put them in more like a crass rudimentary peanut kind of thing, but really they're musically, they were almost more like the cure, but just like, yeah, they're more like goth creep, than that. Creep, yeah. Creepier lyrics, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Very much. Well, they said they were the first but, death rock band, whatever. Well, yeah. it's kind of crassy lyrics sometimes like the way they do talk about religion and stuff. But anyway, yeah, it's, or the way they, you know, like the opening track is called, communion or so i can't yeah I don't, yeah I don't yeah yeah no for sure yeah no i get that and in fact they're playing but, even though it's not the same band but they're playing here next yeah. month which lydia is very excited about because she loves them but so you uh, guys are going to, you guys definitely going to that i'd imagine yeah i'd imagine i'll be going with her yeah she was Where, very and it, it's at reggie's it's at reggie's and it's at the small side wow that's very understated isn't it yeah it is I mean, what are they going to do with all their, like, see, they need to play, like, a theater so they have room for all their goth stuff. All the coffins and shit. There's, <laughs> <laughs> like, a big screen behind them playing, like, Nosferatu. I mean, I hope it's not, like, like Spinal Tap or something towards the end where it's just it's just sad, you know? Yeah. But we'll see. It is it is, it is weird, man. Like, like, you know, because that's still a name. The oh, band is still a name. Yeah, Christian Death playing... is one of those, like, seminal, like, 45 Graves. That's just seminal names from that L.A., you know, spun out of the L.A. hardcore scene and just formed their own thing, right? The fact of the matter is they're playing at a club that holds, like, 200 people max. Max, yeah. Yep. Well, it's like when I saw the, of course, I saw the Undead over there, too, and I'm like, man, the Undead should be a name still, but there was probably, like, 50 people there, so. And the stage is what, like, 12 inches high or something, if that? Yeah, it's not big, You can, and there's no security. I mean, you can walk right up and, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, like, you balance the band or anything. I'm just saying you're right there. I mean, you can pretty much make contact with the band. I mean, don't. Don't touch the bands. But... You could hug a Christian death member and uh, exactly. upset them. You could, upset you could, them very you could much. get up on stage. If you get up on stage and look at the pole, you can see our sticker. Yes, you can. I mean, we have, we no have plenty of stickers there. there. Yes. There's no way to perform their stage left without seeing our sticker. Exactly. Well, we have any number of stickers up at that place unless Jason pulled them all down. Bastard. Yes. Yeah. Well, so anyway, so on the whole, I loved the night and it was great. And I think that's the, uh, I think we can stop talking about that night then. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what I was gonna, we got a good letter from our pal in Iowa, our other pal in Iowa. We did. We have, we have, we have lots, you know we have I, lots I of friends think, in Iowa. It's Josh. So why don't we save that one though? Because I want you to think about this a little, because what he asked us and we'll get into this next time. What he asked us is our top three like records so far this year that's gonna be fucking difficult for me anyway i mean we can do it right now if you want but if you want to think why don't i give you a week to think about that and then we'll come up with our well do you want to read the letter and then we can just think about it it's up to you well because i want to read the letter i want to i tell you what you go ahead and read that letter okay all right uh yeah because he talks about our last episode which was obviously the live the live because i'm actually going to read a little letter when I do my worst of spam segment here in a minute. Okay, that's um, that's cool. And we'll finish with that. So yeah, go ahead and read that one. That'll give us something to think about. Okay, so good old Josh. I actually, I actually have three already in mind, but they're all two of them are kind of questionable as far as release dates. So anyway, go ahead. Okay, so this is from good old Josh from uh, from Iowa. He says, "Hey guys, just wanted to check in. It has been a bit, and I wanted to let you all know that the live podcast was great for all the intro of technical difficulties." That or the promo conversation left me with a low with low enough expectations. Whoever did the editing, that would be me. It all seemed seamless and was just a great all around coverage of interviews and music cut ins. I also love the live track at the end by Capcom Heroes. Did you really record that on your cell phone? And yes, I did. So uh, for those that don't know, um, the iPhone um, has 
and I'm, and you know, and I'm and I'm sure the other ones do as well. But the iPhone has a great app called Voice Memos, which, it, as it says, it's supposed to be for voice memos. But if you turn that on and start recording, it actually does a really, really good job of recording any live band that you're listening to. I mean, a really good job. I'm I'm always amazed by it how surprises good it surprises me. It surprises me a little bit because of how loud it would be with a band, you know what yeah. I mean, as opposed to talking. But yeah, I mean, so maybe we need to use that to record our live episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I, was, I was thinking that actually. Like yeah, it would, been, it would have been better. Um, but yeah, so we, I, that's exactly what I used. I just had it resting on a on a stand, and like I said, someone knocked it down. And I thought somebody had stolen it, but it had just fallen into the record pit. Um, but no, I've I've used that to record, uh, yeah, that show, and I used it to record some songs from Tiger Army a couple times, and uh, I've used it a few different times for different Glenn things. Um, yes, Glenn Matlock, exactly, exactly. When I saw Glenn Matlock doing a live thing with Sylvain Sylvain, um, I, rec- I recorded that there too, and I've also used it for nefarious purposes. Um, anyway, going Great. back. Now you're like my son. <laughs> Anyway, going back to uh, to Josh's letter, he says, Anyway, onto a couple of items. Huge props for the Ravagers. I've been listening to the new album and it's definitely fallen into a better one for me so far this year. I knew nothing of the band outside of touring with Susie Moon. Um, if they come around, I will surely have to check them out. And they are. I mean, they're touring throughout all of April. So I'd imagine they're mis- I assume... They played Des Moines I imagine or something they'll be like within that. six hours of you in Iowa, Josh. Yes, yes. You'd have to drive through some cornfields and uh, whatever you guys do in Iowa. And it's go, pro- go honestly, see Chicago that. might be the closest. Chicago might be the closest show. Yeah, dude, you, but... come along. And with the play on a Sunday in Chicago, come along and say hello. We'll all hang out. And you can buy us beer. It'll be great. <laughs> exactly. We'll, yeah. t- we'll, we'll introduce you to Susie Moon. You'll be smitten. Uh, yeah. Did, 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 did you see that she's, uh, she's dyed her hair blonde and cut it short? don't know if you saw that. Yeah, she she knows how to do that kind of stuff. Oh, I, dude, I, she I, is. I, yeah, she's a superstar in the making, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he says uh, along the 2022 release spectrum, Doc Rotten just re- released a new one last Friday. I would really recommend it. I like it better than the first album that was highly touted by Neil, uh, even though I enjoyed that too. Uh, maybe a suggestion as we complete Q1. What is your top three to five new albums so far this year? Um, and his list is uh, Last Resort, Skinhead, Al- uh, Skinhead Anthems 4. But uh, I think that was officially a 2021 release, but still, it, it the vinyl probably hasn't hit until 2022, so that's fine. Uh, Escape from the Zoo by Counting Cards. Have you heard of Counting Cards? No, I never have. Escape from the Zoo. Oh, Escape from the Zoo is the album. Sorry, I'm, that's the band. I'm sorry. Uh, I've never heard of them, have you? I think it's former members of... Boy, I want... See, I'm going to get this wrong. I, th- I want to see Leftover Crack, but it's... Oh, Jesus. Maybe not, but it's... It's some. It's like in that family of bands. Hmm. Okay. They're they're getting good reviews. And then he says, uh, Radio Bill's Kills anyway, Get Even. Um, okay. Good, uh, our good friend, Zach, who it's got good. married this weekend. Congratulations, Zach. Uh, and he was in Chicago the same weekend as we were, actually. It's just saying we couldn't hook up. I can't, be- I can't believe he didn't have me be his best man. I'm super offended. <laughs> He's drunkest man, anyway. Um, Ravagers Badlands, so he has that on his top five, and he has Doc Rotten, Unite Resist. Now, I haven't listened to Unite Resist yet, the new one from Doc Rotten, because the cover is so fucking shit. Q, Q1 is, yeah, we'll be wrapping up here really quick, a couple days left, so, yeah, let us know if you want your 
favorite three to five albums so far this year. Dude, I don't know if I can Punk do Q1. Yeah, I mean, let us know if we, you know, what what we've missed. But I could probably do a couple of of records this year, and geez, not much else. I don't think. But of course, I have been wrapped up with uh, with moving, so I haven't been actually. I've bought very little this year so far, to be honest. I've. Uh... I'm made up for you. I've been I haven't slowed down at all, even though I said I was gonna. As a matter of fact, I I, I really want to. I want to catch that Susie Moon Ravager show just because I like both those bands. Plus Poison Boys, who we yep. had uh, Alex right. Alex well, 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 that's one of the things that's annoying, right? So um, one of the things about 2022 releases, the vinyl releases were probably uh, actually recorded and put out in 2021. There just hasn't been any yep. vinyl, right? So Poison Boys yep. recorded a new album ages ago. It won't be released until June or some shit. So. You know, well, I was gonna say because if I had, if you had to put a gun in my head right now and say three records from this year, two of them officially came out last year, but really didn't get a proper release till this year. I mean that 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 last resort album is fantastic. Actually, actually, I'm still waiting on both of them. Truthfully, for vinyl, what are they? Well, I'll tell you later next week when we discuss it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Actually, guess I'm not paying attention. Next week I will be down the in the Hillbilly Riviera for. spring break i will be down in uh and this will probably drop while i'm gone so i will be down in uh orange beach alabama right off the florida panhandle for spring break do so. we have any any alabama listeners maybe they can come in uh oh. come and buy you a we fucking do, moonshine we or whatever some, the fuck they drink down some there southern yeah we do have some southern listeners i know mm. uh i don't know if we have anybody in alabama mm. i only know of like one band ever from alabama do they have the internet down there <laughs> they do at our condo <laughs> there you go that's all you need that's all you need pretty much so all right i'll tell you what neil it's been fun catching up and talking about the show but why don't we do i'm gonna do one more segment and then we'll probably call it good for today okay so what are you gonna so i think this is pretty special so what are you gonna play tom and like i said last time right there's two kinds of special there's special like rare and valuable and special like has to wear a helmet to school (laughs) exactly and i'm not sure once again i'm not really sure which one this qualifies as Oh, I think but that oh. I think that guy at the show who was in the uh, JFA T-shirt who like passed out during the because he was trying to cir- uh, circle <laughs> he just pit went too hard. Yes, went I think he hard. went too hard and it was like passed out and like the, in fact in fact seven seconds stopped playing because they saw that the guy was down and it was just because he was a fucking idiot. Um, so listen to our listeners over forty, which is most of you. If you're in the pit and you start seeing stars, <laughs> just go sit down for a few minutes, huh? Yes, maybe. Maybe mix in a glass of water. I mean, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm just drinking beer, but I'm also not like trying to run a marathon over the course of the show in the pit. So people had to drag his so, ass out, and then his daughter was there, and she was fucking terrified. So that was so we had to take care of her. So yes, half terrified, half mortified, half embarrassed. Just yes, yes. And then the smelly, sweaty guy was in front of us who stunk of bo. Ooh. So that was great too. Yes, there was a little bit of that, a little bit of bo, a little bit of. But for the most part, the crowd was really great. Actually, I talked to. A, Lots of strangers, and they were all very friendly, and, you know, it's just, we were all there for the same reason. We were. To drink beer. Yes. To drink beer and go to Duke of Perth, indeed. Exactly. All right, so one more one more letter, and a couple more songs, and we shall, I don't know, go to our respective homes again that we're already at. <laughs> yeah, this and, is my, this is, by, by the way, this is my, my... I could use a shower. I'm on call this week. I could use a shower. But anyway, sorry, this, go ahead. This is my, yeah, what? Maybe that was you that smelled at the show then. Maybe it wasn't that, it was that guy in front of us. It was not. Um, this is my first show in my new studio, making yes. you know, making r- r- rabbit ears there. Um, so hopefully it sounds okay. 
But anyway. So many changes over the years, Neil. So you know, many changes. My pillow, yes. I went from my pillow fortress of solitude to my bloody leather chair. It just, just constant movement. I constant. think it's a new band, isn't it? Bloody leather chair. I think they're like a hardcore band. I think they're good. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you're going to have a bloody leather chair, it might as well be like a dark wine or maroon like mine. Anyway. All right. Anyway, so what songs are you going to play, uh, Mr. T? Well, let, let me read the letter because it's, okay. it's funny. Because, yes. you know, so I've been doing... I've been doing a best of spam and then I've been doing something else called best of friends, which is sort of sort of a sucky name, but I can't really think of a better name for it. So best of spam is just like, we get all these emails from labels and promoters and stuff, just sending us songs. And literally you can tell 90% of them don't listen to the show because it's just stuff that we would never play. Um, so I started doing a best of spam where if I found something that was actually good, I would play it. And then I expanded it where if somebody we knew or liked or like the, we knew was a show listener sent us stuff, we'd play two songs and talk it up a little bit. So anyway, this, that's where this comes in. So this is from our pal Ryan Levson. And uh, let, me, let me just read the letter. And where's Ryan a, he's from? Also Remind a, us. What? He's also in Iowa. Oh, I, that's another, another Iowa guy, yeah. We, uh, all the states that have no hills were, were like number three podcasts. <laughs> That's because they can't get anywhere else. Number three general entertainment <laughs> podcast in the states with no hills. Yes. Anyway, hey guys, I'm submitting for your approval or disapproval the Pivot's new EP titled Moved Left No Dot Dot Dot, which has got to be like a mailman thing, right? Moved ne- Left No, I assume, like forwarding address? Yeah, I mean, I, I just moved. Did you... I, I did leave one. I did the official. Of course you did. You think somebody might send you a record. You wouldn't want to stay with it. You know what? Losers living girl apartment. You have to fucking pay for that now. No. Yes, sir. I had to pay the two. The uh, I had to pay the post office two dollars to uh, to forward my mail. Or what? I don't. Just throw don't ask me. <laughs> or just steal it like they normally do. Ask Ryan. Ask Ryan, the mailman Mike. But I had to pay two Shoot. fucking dollars to I'm do sorry. that. I, I I apologize to all the. I mean, I know we have a huge mailman contingency list inside. <laughs> it's mailman till I. I know die. you don't really. I know you don't really steal unless you have to deliver the records to a guy you know is cool. Then you might accidentally fall off the truck, right? Anyway. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right, no more stopping and starting. Okay. I'm submitting for your approval or disapproval the Pivot's new EP titled Move, Left, No, Dot, Dot, Dot. This EP is seven songs of fun punk rock tunes for the world to dance to. Written, performed, recorded, mixed, and mastered by three USPS city letter carriers from Davenport, Iowa. Best known for their breakthrough hit theme song for the wildly popular Punk Till I Die podcast, Woo-hoo! this EP is sure to thrust them into immediate stardom. Moved Left No dot 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 is available digitally through all major streaming platforms and on CD through Bandcamp. Thanks for checking it out, you guys rule. Also, shout out to Mike the Mailman, a true maniac on the OT twelve hour list. <laughs> yes, good old Mike. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because I, I we got this quite a while ago, and I don't think I even ever answered him. So anyway, yeah, five days ago we got this. I don't believe either of us ever answered him. So Ryan, we appreciate what you do for us. We appreciate your new band, and uh, you know, it's being a mailman is a dangerous job. Not the job itself so much, but the fact that people often lose their mind and bring rifles to work and stuff. So anyway, stay safe out there. Yes. And uh, you check this out. It's, it's real cool, actually. I, I really enjoyed it. I wish I would have, you know, not waited five days to listen to it because Ryan has been super cool to us. So, so what songs anyway. are you going to play, Mr. T? We're going to play two songs from the EP, Moved, Left, No. And we're going to play Birds Aren't Real, right? I, I gave you the songs, right? Let me see. I forgot the titles. Yeah, Birds Aren't Real. And, and the second Bird. one is Motivational Speaker, I believe. Yes. So this is from the new EP, Moved, Left, No, by The Pivots. 
which is a mailman term that we were ex- explained last time, right? Um, and uh, yeah, so check it out. So birds aren't real and motivational speaker by the Davenport Iowa is the newest, hottest, up and coming punk scenes. New band of mailmen, the Pivots. <laughs>
So hope you enjoyed that. That was Tom with the longest intro to any songs ever. That was the pivot. Well, listen, dude, when you think of when you think of punk, you think of what? You think of New York, you think of London, you think of LA, you think of Davenport. Davenport, Iowa, yes. Um, with the three mailmen in Davenport. Uh, that was Birds Aren't Real and Motivational Speaker. And uh, yes. there you go, Motivational Speaker. That's uh, that's us, Tom. That's us. Exactly. Motivational Speakers, yes. Number You're th- gonna live in a van down by the river. Weren't we joking about this this week, Neil? How you know, like that Chris Farley character about how if you don't succeed in life, yep, you'll end up living in a van down by the river. And how now, like, like that's what kids want to do. Like that's success. Well, you can't we actually, are... you can't actually even afford a van down by the river exactly. these days. Vans are like vans are like fifty grand. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Unless you get like the creepy white ones with no windows, they use to hand out candy to kids and touch them. It's not the, not the one that you have. Those are, those are cheaper. <laughs> The old, listen, I've had a couple of minivans, I admit it, to haul my kids around, but they all were had lots of windows, and any candy in there was probably dropped by my kids on the floor. I think the guy from the L&L Tavern has one of those. Yeah, there was, no inap- was no inappropriate touching going on. <laughs> Just appropriate Except touching. Except for when my, when my kids <laughs> try to touch the radio. <laughs> Anyway, well, that was uh, that, anyway. That was our weekend. That was uh, if you want to ever spend a weekend with uh, with Tom Trauma, Liverpool Neil, that's what the weekend was like. Tom will stay and watch the <laughs> band, and I'll just wander off and uh, and fucking watch people exactly. smash their heads in. So that was uh, that was interesting weekend. It was it good. Was, like I said, you know, in a perfect world, I would have loved to stay. We could have went record shopping on Saturday. Maybe even yep. gone until like, uh, you know, hopefully this summer when I come back at some point, we can go out to like. Even go back up to Siren and McHenry. Oh, I would love to go to Siren. There, so. Yeah, let's go up to Siren. So, again, yep. uh, but yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. I had too many social obligations. So, but Mr. Uh, yeah, Mr. Popular. But we, you know, it's funny. We're going to start laying out our summer here pretty quick, trying to figure out figure yep. out some summer stuff. And we had an interesting offer regarding T One Fest, which I think is something yes. we should probably explore. Um, and uh, you know, I, I. I there's 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 definitely some stuff so I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's like the spring. I've got a couple things each month that I want to go hit, um, and I'm looking forward to. But I would uh, I'd love to get a couple big big things in the book for the summer. So so anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I've got a haven't don't have any more shows for a couple of weeks. I don't think so. Uh, we'll we'll see. Well, what happens. And, and you'll go into uh, yeah. Moon's less than a month away. Yeah. That's the end of April, I believe. Right, April 25th or something. Yeah, I gotta yeah. try to figure that out too. Yeah. So, so but yeah, I mean that's a good one. So for anyone in the Chicago vicinity at all, even close to Chicago, um, Poison Boys from Chicago, and uh, who we've had on, um, Susie Moon, who obviously we've had on, and the Ravages. Uh, that's a gr- it's a great three band bill. That's going to be a killer fucking show from start. If to I don't finish, make it up so. there, I'm gonna have to. If I don't make it up there, I'm gonna have to give heavy Jeremy a copy of that Ravagers album. But I want to do my best to get up there. Yeah, so I'm gonna that that, that that's going to be a great show. I mean, the only unfortunate thing is it's a Sunday night. Which is kind of a drag, but uh, I think that's going to be a killer, well, not for killer me because show. not for me because I will probably spend the night. I assume. Yes. Back to my, back to my Chinatown dive. I actually I actually mentioned it to my sister, who we've been to, we went to Reggie's once before a few years back. It was for actually for Jughead's fiftieth birthday. Hmm. What's your sister's name? Jughead. What's that? What's your sister's name? My sister's name is Diana. She's so Diana Trauma. Okay. Yes, exactly. No, she's married. She took her husband's name. She's a Polak now. Oh. <laughs> Trewinsky or something. Racially sensitive. Okay, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My wife's half Polak. It's fine. That's, okay. Good for her. Well, so you Listen, might come with have, her? 
listen, Neil, they're going to have to do something with all these. These Russians are going to have to do something with all these Ukrainians they're going to arrest. They're going to have to put them somewhere, right? They're going to fire those camps back up. Yeah. Poland's going to become a hotbed again. Jesus Christ. Yes. Here I, we go. I got, I got, all right. That got unnecessarily dark. Yeah, anyway, you did. Just, and people thanks, say I'm the bad one. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. I hope, yes. uh, I hope your uh, service is seamless with us getting out from underneath the punk news umbrella. Yes. I'm and, sure uh, it will be. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yep. So, excellent. Anyway, and I am yeah. um, actually, I'm going to play us out with um, Tom had said that uh, Negative Approach played a cover of uh, Borstal Breakout by Sham69, which was very difficult to recognize. <laughs> so, I am going to play, I'm going to play the original. So, because we've had, we haven't played much Sham69 no, we really before. So, well, this is one of their classics, Borstal Breakout from their first album. That's, uh, not, that's Life. That was the second album. Tell us the truth. That was the first album. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to play us out with that. So, uh, yeah, so uh, stay free and keep a little, uh, keep a little, keep a little John Brandon in your heart. Keep a little Keith Morris in your heart and Kevin Seconds in your heart too, and keep him away from the fucking uh, from <laughs> from the buffet. <laughs> Just because you can eat it doesn't mean you should, right? Yeah. So I keep <laughs> exactly. telling myself. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, yes. all right. Yes. We'll smell you later. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>